it's the proudest day and the proudest time and the a seat of a rally here because that day and that hour and those minutes I got the butt between my teeth you know I really stood up and was counted and said this is not getting away I remember when we pulled on our helmets and Donald says to me what are we doing I said we're going for gold Barrett that's all we said I can still picture that run that was just the best best run ever Crunching Gears, The Rally Podcast, Season 2, Episode 8. Uh, Connor, you're very welcome along as always. Thanks, Kevin. You know, favourite time of the week and again, another jam-packed show. Oh, it's bonkers again this week. Uh, we uh, look back at the round one of the ERC. We speak to Hayden Patton and then we speak to John Armstrong and Andrew Brown. We also look at round one of the British Rally Championship with Malcolm Wilson stages there. We speak to second place finisher Mickey Galvin, uh, who's sitting on with Keith Cronin. And we also catch up with Casey J. Coleman, another new upcoming driver there as well. And then round two of the Northern Ireland Rally Championship, uh, we speak there to the winners, uh, Johnny Greer and Niall Burns. And then we also speak to a couple of competitors from the Micro Challenge. We catch up with Clodo McMurray and Stevie Watford. And then to round off the show, we look forward to is West Cork and Kevin O'Driscoll there look, helps us look forward to West Cork and that's going to be another bunker event. But what can we say? Jam-packed uh, show. Um, I think, uh, Connor, without further ado, you're the man that caught up with Hayden Padden. And, you know, you asked him, was he happy how his weekend went? Uh, yeah, well, obviously pretty happy. Um, certainly more than what we expected uh, going into the weekend um, with the level of competition and um but yeah the, the come away the win is uh, certainly unexpected and almost the perfect well it is, it is the perfect way to, to start the season and uh, your original plans last year was to be the wrc2 campaign that obviously changed and uh, i i presume now you're doing a full season of the erc is that correct yeah yeah we have a full season so uh you know we did a bit of a pivot from what we learned last year and and just the budget that's required and and at the, at the end of the day we ultimately had to ask ourselves the question what's given us the buzz from for this rally you know, i'm at a different point in my career and it's not about you know proving myself to try and get in the wrc anymore uh that, that ship sailed it's now about being out there to win to be able to put our team in a competitive place and and to most most importantly enjoy what we're doing and, and um, erc uh, presents uh, better opportunities for us for that and Rally Faf, kind of the weather really was not uh, favourable at all for anybody. It was, you know, wet, muddy, you know, pretty difficult conditions at time. What was your approach to the event? Yeah, well, I think uh, the rally's becoming pretty renowned for those sort of weather conditions now. Um, so we we somewhat expected it, uh, and when you expect it, it's never quite as bad. So um, yeah, Saturday obviously wet. Um, and pretty tricky conditions. We got caught out in some pretty bad weather there on one stage in particular. Um, but by the time Sunday came around, it was actually pretty good uh, conditions for Sunday. So um, in general, I think it was actually, we got away pretty lightly um, compared to what it was looking like earlier in the week. And as well as the mud and the ruts, there was also a lot of big rocks and stones around. What was it, you know, what was it like from a tyre management point of view? Yeah, difficult. Um, certainly pretty rough. Uh, you know, any time you go to Portugal Rally, obviously nice stages, but they do get quite rough on the second pass. So 
you know, the tyres that we run in ERC are, are, are much the same, but they're not the super reinforced ones like what you see in the WRC. So they are a weaker tyre, and, and you do have to drive with that in mind. And, you know, that does mean there is an element of protection. Um, you've got to have enough margin in your driving to allow yourself to drive around rocks or to miss the bedrock and things uh, to try and not punch it. So um, that was always the plan from the word go, and uh, we stuck to that, and, and luckily we were able to avoid all punches. And and with your tire management strategy, were you carrying one spare or two, or did that alternate throughout the the two days? I oh, know we were committed to carrying one spare a weekend. Um, we didn't want to put the extra weight in the car, so but it was just a matter of being clever and smart. So um, you know, we, we we still pushed on throughout the weekend. Like we weren't driving slowly, um, but we weren't taking any risks, and we didn't have any moments throughout the whole weekend. And keeping it neat and tidy was the was the name of the game. And. The, the difference between one spare or two, like is that to the speed? Is it to the overall balance of the car or a bit of both? A bit of both. Extra weight, so obviously, like, you know, less performance. Um, you know, how you actually, there, there is some calculations and, and it does differ between fast and twisty roads, but it does also affect the balance of the car and, and the confidence that the driver can lose or gain from that is, is not something you can really measure uh, in terms of um, time loss. So, Hey, we, we chose to carry one spear and, and we're all comfortable doing that with the, the short length of stages that they were. And, you know, obviously, what do you call it? Um, you, you've been to Portugal before and, and it hasn't been kind to you in the past. So, you know, fantastic to get the victory there. But again, the ERC this year has attracted some some bigger names or particularly for the first round anyway. Um, were you, you know, going just with, doing your own thing in mind or were you going out there to benchmark or uh, against you know some of the other competitors or what was the plan uh, it was just to try and get a strong championship start to be, on, uh, to be honest to get some good points um, you know looking at the entry list was uh, you know quite amazing to be honest it's probably one of the most competitive things in terms of the number of fast drivers in, in one rally uh, that I think I've probably ever done um, you know 30, 35 very fast drivers, um, a lot of very uh, fast young drivers as well. Um, you know, you see stage times varying quite a lot, and, and if you had a, a bad stage, rather than just being fifth or sixth fastest, you could have been 15th or 20th fastest. So uh, it was so incredibly close, and, you know, that shone, shone through in qualifying as well. Um, we probably had a bit of an average qualifying, which put us on the back foot. But, um, yeah, I think... If, at the start of the rally, if you said we could have had a top five, I, I probably would have taken that and, and built on that for the rest of the season. So, yeah, that probably puts in perspective of, of how much of a bonus a, that a win is. And what do you call You mentioned the qualifying there. With, with the conditions of the stages, particularly on the Saturday, how important was road position? Oh, huge. Um, and, and we knew it was. And, you know, at the end of the day, when we qualified eighth, We've got no one but ourselves to blame for our poor road position to satellite because we simply didn't qualify good enough. Um, you know, the whole qualifying thing is something quite different to us. And, um, yeah, I'm not sure I'm a big fan of it, but uh, nevertheless, it's the way it is. And we've got to learn how to do that better. But, yeah, for sure, satellite in the rain, that, that hampered us quite a lot, especially on stage four, I think it was, where um, the, the, the stage conditions deteriorated quite considerably uh, with each car. So, um, yeah, but luckily... You know, there was a few stages cancelled, which probably played into our hands in terms of limiting the amount of time that we did lose. Um, so then come Sunday, when we were all on the same road conditions, it was more plain, uh, or even playing field. And Sunday, you made some changes to the setup, and you seemed to be a lot more comfortable in the car. I think you even remarked that, you know, it's the best feeling you've had in six or seven months. 
Um, you know, what what was it that that kind of made the car come to you, or you come towards the car on, on day two? Uh, we just made some diff changes. Um, so based on some knowledge that we'd done with the car previously, and then we also made some um, other changes uh, to the car prior to the event. So and then it sort of just clicked. It was just sort of working a lot easier and better. And um, you know, on Sunday we were a lot more competitive, but we weren't necessarily you know, trying to make it happen. It was just, it was happening a lot easier because the car was working better. So, uh, you know, that, that bodes well for the future, that there's, there's more in the car and more of myself. And um, we're certainly making some good inroads in, in the development of it. And when you call it, I, I suppose the, the surprise leader for the event was Miko Heikala, who, you know, we hadn't really heard much of apart from winning the Finnish Championship last year. I, I suppose from your perspective, was it, you know, strange or... Were, were, you know, to see, what do you call it, Miko leading the rally uh, and, and been managing to maintain that lead for most of the event as well? Uh, not at all. Uh, fully expected it. He was probably one of my top five competitors going into the rally. Um, we saw last year he was, I think, second or third in Latvia when we were there. And he was uh, on the podium in WRC2 in Finland that we were competing against him as well. So um, both times that we were competing against him last year, uh, he, he had the upper hand over us. So we've seen firsthand how fast he is. Um, so yeah, he's a very good driver and uh, obviously a, a complete shame what happened here in the last stage. Uh, it would have been nice to, and it would have been, I think, right on the edge of the seat, um, looking at the split time, um, you know, of which, which way it would have gone at the finish line and, and that would have been quite exciting for everyone. So yeah, it's a shame it ended the way it did. Yeah, it's a pity. It was building up to a good finish there with, with just 2.8 seconds between you got into that final stage. And what do you call it? Rest of the season, as you say, competing on the rest of the ERC rounds. With spending so much time in Europe, is there any chance you might do a WRC2 round anywhere or get involved at all in any other events? Uh, at this stage, you know, our, our budget's fully committed to, to be able to do the ERC, so it's still a big commitment for us, um, and that's what we're focused on. We, we, we want to try and uh, win that championship this year, so that's this goal. Um, but, yeah, no, we'll try and fit in some other events if we can. Obviously, we've got um, Barbados uh, through June that we're looking forward to heading out there, um, and then we've got a New Zealand championship campaign as well. So, all in all, it's a very, very busy season. I think we've got something like 20 events uh, over a 40-week span. Um, so, yeah, it's quite quite busy and and for yourself will you be basing yourself in europe for for much of that time or will you be back and forward from b- between home uh no much too much uh, going on at home at the moment so back and forth every time so uh we'll be sitting the clock up a few emails this year so john andrew fantastic outing on uh rally faf uh and john for yourself like what six months since you last sat in a rally car competitively yeah, it would be about uh, six months since Greece, and um, yeah, uh, didn't know really know what it was going to be like going back. Obviously, it's not that big of a layoff, but uh, you never really know. But um, to be honest, I I just picked it up quite quickly again, and uh, yeah, really enjoyed the event. It was um, a good challenge, and the stages in that region of Portugal uh, I've done a few times now with. Um, whenever I've done WRC Rally Portugal um, so I've always enjoyed them and uh, yeah it was nice to to go back there and um, you know essentially just push as fast as we could and see what sort of stage times we could do it's uh, it's, a, it's a nice sort of uh, job description to be given for the, for the weekend or task so um, yeah we, we had a lot of fun doing it me and Andrew 
And Andrew, that's your, I believe, your first time in Portugal. Probably not the weather you normally associate when you hear the word Portugal. Yeah, no, well, it was me. Well, it was actually my second time because I was there doing a tarmac rally before with Willie McVitie. Uh, but yeah, it was the first time on the gravel. Um, yeah, so it was interesting to to see them. I'd been over to WRC Portugal to watch it years ago, but it was down south, so I hadn't been in that area before to see them. But the the stages were um good. Like they were the Saturday stages were a little bit more difficult than the with the weather. Uh, but uh, Sunday was was real nice. Like there was lovely flow to it, and uh, we could get some lovely speed with it, and uh, get to really show what the car can do. Like so. And like Andrew, you know, let's call a spade a spade here you got the golden ticket at the weekend like we all know and you know everybody knows how good a driver john is and we know you got to experience it firsthand we know you sat with wally McVitie and how good he is we'll not really deny that for a second but like this guy ha has something special hasn't he yeah he has like uh there's one thing when you're sitting in with john like and like i've sat in with lots of different lads on tarmac and gravel out in america and stuff like that but to sit in with John and go with the speed we were going at, uh, you never felt it anyway in danger. Like it was a real safe feeling in the car, but that was just the uh, you could just see the ability that he had, and you never felt uh, anyway at risk or anything like it. And um, but just the, to witness it firsthand, like I've always known of John being fast and that, but to actually see it and uh be very privileged because not everyone does you know to get a chance to sit in but to actually do a whole rally with them and uh on the surface like that uh and you can see from the videos that's been posted like the the speed that he carries through the corners from it's just like dancing like it's absolutely class like but the, but in the car when when you're calling the notes uh you don't get to actually you know you feel it uh you don't get to see a lot and that's what myself and john were saying at the end of the stage like i'd be asking was there many people on the stage because you couldn't really see a whole bike you're just your head is down and you're just getting the feeling in the seat but uh but definitely it's uh he has some ability behind the wheel like and like you know john from your point of view like a different co-driver you know does that be playing in your mind before the start um well, you know, you never really know how it's going to um, pan out whenever you've got a new co-driver, but it's it's something I've done a few times. And uh, in the past, you know, I've always went hard on a rally that I've, that I've done with the first time with a co-driver. It, it's never really held me back. So I guess in that sense, I didn't really have too many worries. And um, yeah, it was uh, it was obviously quite, uh, a different challenge for Andrew to go and do um, an international rally in the European Championship, but you know we had we had good support from from Brian and uh, he was able to to help us with some areas and um, you know even Andrew himself put in a lot of effort going over onboards with my notes before the rally got underway just so that he could get used to calling them at that speed and get used to the the words that I have in my notes but um yeah it uh it, it definitely as you can see by the, the how we performed on the event it definitely you know gelled well and we got on well together I think that's what I said um when we we're on last week you know you have to you have to go with someone that you can get along with for 
um, you know, long, long days. And uh, each day gets longer whenever you've not slept that much um, the night before. So, yeah, you have to be able to gel with each other and get on. And, um, you know, we go on like, like a house on fire and just we're honest with each other, but not, not in a, a hateful way or anything. Just be honest and try to push each other along and, and um, yeah, try to get the best out of each other. I think that's what you have to do. And uh, Andrew really, um, you know, put all of his effort into doing the best job that he could. And that was that was clear from, um, you know, from the start of the week. So, uh, yeah, it, it worked out really nicely. I think, Andrew, from your point of view, then, like, did you have to raise your game, obviously, then for last weekend as well? Oh, definitely, because writing notes is something I do with Jack Newman. Um, and with John, like, he has a lot more words in it. So um, prior to going over, I was watching his in-car and uh, just trying to understand what each word meant as well because it's easy to to say the word but it's actually to understand when you're because as i said earlier like you're you're not actually getting to look out much so you need to know where you are when you're calling the note to so but uh yeah but with brian on that as well it, the help was there so i got to know before we went and then we got the test on the wednesday which really helped um and we're, we're very glad of that because, like, at least it wasn't going into the shakedown for the first time of calling at, at the speed. So uh, it made things so much easier. Like, mm-hmm. And, you know, John, you know, we've seen that, especially on the number of the stages were wet, how badly they, they caught up in, you know, in certain corners and one thing or another. Does that affect, you know, do you have to drive with that in mind? Or, uh, you know, or if whenever you're doing the reggae, are you looking to see where you think might cut up or what way do you approach that? um it's it's always very hard to know uh but because the weather was so bad in the weeks leading up to the rally and, and during the recce uh it was quite clear that there was going to be a lot of mud there was going to be a lot of um ruts and the roads were going to get uh cut up so um it's yeah it's something that i've had experience of through doing the world championship um you know for three three seasons and a bit, whatever I've, I've done. So, yeah, I've got a good bit of experience of driving and that, um, you know, through the ruts and how you need to uh, position the car and stay in the rut. And, and uh, yeah, it, it didn't really worry me too much. Um, but, obviously, it's it's still never as enjoyable to drive when the stage is completely uh, destroyed. And on Saturday, the first loop was actually not too bad. Uh, but then... Um, the first stage out of the service on the repeat loop, it was probably as bad as I've ever experienced, to be honest. It was so, so rough and it wasn't even muddy or anything. It was just uh, destroyed and a lot of rocks and, um, yeah, bedrock in, in the, the ruts. So, but you have to you have to go in the ruts or else you'd be on the loose gravel that's been dug out on the outside and you're just hemorrhaging um seconds every time that you, you go on to that so i was sure that we were gonna have a, a puncher or something on that stage but yeah thankfully um we got through it um but un- unfortunately we lost a lot of stages on saturday as well through um the weather and uh one of them got cancelled because of um our Mendoza crash as well so yeah then it became a bit of uh 
like a regularity rally. We had to just go and drive around the countryside and go check in at the start of each stage of being cancelled. It was quite quite bizarre. But um yeah, then on Sunday uh we had a full run at it and we just uh, well, I just went flat out the whole day pretty much. Um I I was driving as well as, as I've ever done, I think, on gravel, especially, you know, twisty gravel. Um and I was yeah, really happy with what we were doing in, in uh the car and the, the car was performing really nicely too. Um obviously we're just lacking a bit of power compared to the, the rally too, so we couldn't we couldn't keep up uh, all the time, but some of the stage times were really um encouraging and in the in the ballpark of uh what our our aim was with the team for the rally. So uh they they seem to be uh, satisfied with what we've done, which is always a nice feeling, you know, when um, you're going there to not necessarily rally for yourself, but rally for a team and you've got responsibilities to perform for them. It's it's pressure on, on your shoulders, um, but yeah, you just have to get on with it and, and try to do the best that you can. And like, to, you know, you talked about that responsibility, like to, to put a Rally 3 Fiesta in the midst of these R5 Rally 2 cars, like, that's pretty special. Like, the, the team had to be delighted with the, the times you were putting in. Yeah, you know, well, like I said, you have that responsibility and there's, uh, there's a challenge uh, set out in front of you and, um, yeah, you either you either go for it or, or you're, you're not going to be around for much longer. So, yeah, I, I just took it with both hands and... Um, to be honest, like once once everything starts to work well and the notes are flowing and you get into a, a rhythm with the, the car, you can just push. And um, yeah, like I said last week when I was on the podcast, you always try to keep improving. And I think, you know, the, the, the stuff that, I, well, maybe not the new stuff that I'm doing, but just trying to find new ways to think about things or to um, approach certain sections of a stage, you start to find um you know a tenth here or there just by thinking about things slightly differently um so yeah no overall it was very 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 good event and um yeah we're really happy with the pace it, it obviously uh makes me want to get into a rally two car even more and um, just to see what what i could do against those boys because um yeah i think we wouldn't have been a million miles away at the weekend and like andrew you seen it up close what do you think this guy could do in a rally two car? Well, definitely be at the front of it anyway. There's no doubt there. Um, hundred percent because some of the the lads he was racing over the last couple of years was was in the rally two cars and they were setting times of of the top, uh, top two or three. So I know there'd be no hassle if John got the the chance of getting into one of them cars. He'd be definitely at the front end of it. So, uh, we just have to try and see can. Can we find ways of getting them in into that? Because uh, uh, it's definitely somewhere he should be. Like, uh, like getting the chance of going competing in the rally three car is brilliant. But to actually get out and be at the front end because you can see the the performance that he's putting in with the rally three, like uh, it's it's uh, it's something special. So if he had that extra power and the better suspension for with that the rally two car would have. Um, I think he's definitely up the front end of it. Like so, uh, anyone has any any spare cash wants to get him into one, <laughs> definitely get in contact with John. 
Connor, do you want to jump in there? Yeah, I just I, I suppose John, just with the you know, the mixed conditions there was and the fact that the stages were cutting up and a lot of rough rocks and stones, how do you go about tire management? Like what what is the approach? And, and again, when you're trying to set, you know, quick times and show what you could do in the car, how do you balance it out? Um it's a good question. Thankfully, when the weather is like that, uh, because it's such a sandy surface in Portugal in that region. The, the tire wire actually isn't too bad. Um, and we were using uh, K8 Pirelli, which you would never really use even um, back home, just because back home the gravel is a lot more abrasive. Um, but it works really well whenever it's wet and a bit sandy. So, yeah, the, you know, you just you try to look after them, you know, not damage them too much in terms of, um, you know, if you see a big, a big rock on the line you'll, you'll try and go you try and put the wheel either side of it it might compromise your line slightly but um that's one way to sort of save getting a puncture or damaging a tire or a rim um but then yeah we'll just basically in a loop we'll rotate the tires around the car too um sort of back to front just to uh, even out the the wear that the the tires are getting um but yeah at the weekend to be honest, the, the tire wear wasn't uh, wasn't a big big issue, and um, yeah, it was just a matter of of trying to avoid punctures mostly, and um, then yeah, push on as, as much as we could. But uh, yeah, even that sort of stuff, you know, I think from from Andrew's point of view, there's a lot more um, things that you're you're doing to sort of find performance uh, that would have been new to him and. Um, yeah, uh, and Andrew might be able to list some of them off, but yeah, there's there's lots of things that you're always doing to try and just get the the extra bit of pace. Yeah, Andrew, do you want to jump in there? <laughs> well, I didn't see a whole pile. All I was doing was calling the notes. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the as you say with the tires, but yeah, there was um, it's something I haven't seen uh, and with the lads with the engineer um john they were uh, with the engineer they were flat out between stages um getting the the setup right like and just change this change that like it's uh the, the actual what what they're doing behind the scenes um is uh nuts like to, to, to what uh, actually a click here a click there can do to the car um on that but uh yeah there was there's lots of little things um that they, they be doing uh, that uh, helps the performance of it um but uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, can't really say much more of the tricks. <laughs> Andrew, from your point of view, like you know, like the fast jump is probably one of those iconic. You know, it's been about since forever. Like at this stage, you know, to go for that and probably be one of the highest over it. Like that's going to be something you're going to look back in a few years' time and go, I was sitting in that car there. You know, <laughs> yeah, pretty it's, cool, it's, isn't it? It's not yeah it's nuts because even in the car it didn't feel as much as it looks on the outside like it was so smooth across it and the landing was was lovely like the the car is is so settled across it and takes the the impact when it lands uh so well but uh yeah the photos and the videos from it is nuts like and even when we were coming up to it i remember um us coming up and then john was coming off the power and i was like we're just gonna just dip across this like and then you just flew like and it was nuts <laughs> You know, so uh, 
but yeah, the, the, but there's another jump in that stage as well, which is as um, big. And um, John even said it himself. He thinks it's as as as, as good as the, the main one that uh, everyone knows. But uh, yeah, that that's a, a savage stage. And for us on the last stage to get the uh, the chance to run first on the road and open the stage and have the helicopter chasing us, that was something surreal. Like to see that in front of us uh, and that, and then to get to look back at the coverage later on. Uh, it's definitely something I'll be uh, saving and uh, showing to as many people as I can and to people who don't have a clue about rallying. And I've already been at that um, since I've been. And, and yeah. do you be aware of the helicopter above you? Yeah, well, we, you could see it when we were coming um, on the real fast section and it came in front of us. You could see it off to the left. Uh, but yeah, it was. It was it's, from even the start of the stage, you could see it starting off and but it was something that you just had to put out of your head like, and uh, just carry on because you couldn't let it distract you because if you did, then the, f- the flow in the stage wasn't going to work. Like, so, um, but no, it, it was, it was definitely a cool thing. Um, and so even to have that covered and for John to get the, um, get that coverage, uh, it was something serious. Like, so uh, hopefully that's the start of more from, yeah. And like John, like that, you know, like as Andrew said there, that gets eyes on you, you know, running first in the road. You are, you know, if never people tune in to watch that live coverage, it's John Armstrong they're seeing. Like that, that has to help, doesn't it? Yeah, 100%. As Andrew said, it's um, it's one of those things that you always dream of doing. Um, even to be first on the road in an international rally in Ireland is a big thing, never mind in Europe. Um, so it was something surreal just to, uh, you know, be the first person that's attacking the stage that the spectators are waiting for. And, you know, there's thousands on that stage, especially at the, the famous junction, um, uh, the, you know, with the, the Scottish flag for Colin McRae and, and everything. It's it's um, such a special place. But, yeah, the live coverage is really, really cool. And it's it's and it was amazing to be able to, get that coverage and for sure it, it gives you a bit of leverage to um, show people and you know try to entice new sponsors into um, getting involved and and um, yeah try and you know get us up that ladder a bit further and be able to uh, see what we can do um, for sure it's still a lot of work and it's um, it's hard you know it's it's a lot of budget required but we'll, we'll keep pushing and uh, yeah for sure it was it was a really nice thing to do and whenever you see whenever you see the helicopter it's it's it can be a bit distracting i think for sure if, especially if it's in your eye line or like straight in front of you um so yeah uh hopefully i get more used to it if it happens again um but uh this time i think one other time i had i had a helicopter following me but this time it was a bit more like uh, i'm gonna switch on a, a bit more um of a Colin McRae style now, just so it looks a bit better, you know, get the get the the arse of her swinging out a bit more. But um, yeah, no, it was definitely something that was really really cool to to do. And the, you know, the, you know, like you know, as Andrew said, you know, going over the fast jump. Do you know, like, are you caught up so much in the moment, or do you? Is it like, is it a moment for you as well? Uh I I've been lucky enough to do the the jump a few times now, and. Um, yeah, it's it's probably more daunting on your first time. Uh, like anything, you're probably a bit more worried. But 
thankfully with the rally three fiesta it flies so so level you know the the nose is always pointing up but whenever you're you're going over a jump and it lands on the back wheels so um yeah there's no there's no danger of nose diving or doing uh, end over end so it's just pure enjoyment and for sure there it's a special jump and um a special stage so um it's 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 a real joy just to be able to get the chance to drive a rally car uh, flat out down an iconic stage like that and every time you get the opportunity you have to enjoy it and that's exactly what what we've done and john you know obviously there would have been a a, a plan going into this event and, and a target so did you exceed target? Did you exceed expectations? You know, were, you know, like 20th overall is absolutely incredible in, in the Rally 3 car. Yeah, I think it's probably there, thereabouts, to be honest with what the, well, what M4 Poland wanted. Um, you know, I think we set the, the sort of uh, deficit per kilometer was in some stages a lot more than what, the target was and then in some stages it was bang on and in some stages naturally it's it's a little bit more depending on the nature if there's more uphill sections but yeah overall they were really really happy and um you know hopefully that we have got a good result now um that we can get uh maybe another rally under our belt of course uh Renault are coming with their rally three car so it's going to be a manufacturer uh, battle uh, which would be quite interesting to to be part of uh, so yeah let's see what what happens but for sure um yeah i think they were happy with it and it was a really good event and uh yeah much better than um you know even last year when azores we we had good pace but uh you know we had the problem with the water splash and then um yeah obviously we didn't get that that sort of result that we wanted uh so there was one water splash in in faf and uh <laughs> i was i was being very careful uh to get through it without doing any damage this time um so yeah it uh it was it was good to get through and get a result uh lovely to hear from john and andrew there john is such a fantastic talent uh i have plans are all up in the air and, and hopefully we will see him out sooner rather than later and what do you call it then we had the opportunity or I had the opportunity to catch up with uh, KCJ Coleman and Mikey Galvin to chat about the Malcolm Wilson rally and started the conversation with Mikey asking, how come the late entry? Uh, I think it's always the story. <laughs> it's always an 11th hour entry with us. Uh, this time it was particularly late. Um, Only kind of got to go ahead on it a couple of days before we had to go. So, uh, puts everything under pressure. Licenses, fair play to Motorsport Ireland. They turned around licenses real quick for us, and just everything, everything gets last minute trying to enter the championship and enter the rally and this and that and accommodation bits and pieces. But look, it's uh, the way it is for us always. It's always a last minute jobby, but um, it makes it a bit more exciting. But we got there and it was it was fine. Yeah, it was okay. And look, is it is it a one off or a rally at a time, or is this a full tilt at the the fifth title again? Well, I suppose the, the thing was, you know, the first event was obviously this weekend, but the next one is until the end of May. So we were kind of saying we were going to go and then the next day we weren't going to go. And we just kind of came to the idea that we should go and, and get the first one done and see how we can do. 
and then call it from there. So obviously the weekend went well. So yeah, all going well. We will be in the next one. The next one is until the end of May. There's such a big gap. They said if you were to leave this one go, you're kind of hanging around waiting for the next one and whatever. So look, this one obviously worked out and, you know, we scored well on it. So we have all the way till the end of May now, till the Jim Clark, like whatever, whatever that is. Is it six, seven weeks more? Eight weeks maybe? Yeah. Even more than that, I'd say. Yeah, so it's a big gap. Like it's probably the biggest gap. It is the biggest gap in the whole year. So we said, look, we'll get everything together and we'll go and do this one because they're nice to have have them in the bag later on in the year. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what do you call it? Arrived over there and there'd been a huge dump of snow. So again, not not things still not going to plan. Yeah. Uh, it was an early yeah, it was an early start on Thursday morning is when we were gonna sail. So I took off from from Clarney at uh twenty to five and I met snow going over the the county uh the border in into Cork so I said geez this is going to be a busy spin to Belfast and then it was the most snow I ever saw in Ireland on a motorway there was an hour of snow outside Dublin on the way up so like Jesus so we, we we you know tried to do as best we can to make the boat and then when we, we got over we started to drive into a bit of snow when we got closer to the rally and then then we said god what's what's this rally going to be like we kind of you know, everyone was kind of chatting and whatever. And we were like, geez, what's going to happen? So we started the recce and we just drove. It was like, I've never been been to Sweden, but it was the closest thing I'd ever imagined Sweden was. It was, I mean, there was four or five, six inches of snow. Like it was crazy. We were saying this, this can't, this, this won't happen. There's no way. And it, everything seemed to be moving on. It was like, yeah, yeah, the rally will go on. And we were like, how is, how is this going to happen? So we took off into the recce and going to the first stage of the recce. Uh, James Williams didn't get around the first corner. Yeah, uh, he was stuck. He was stuck around the first corner of Grisdale. Um, and many more with him in the next couple of couple of corners. So we were like, people aren't a- even able to do the recce. How's this rally going to go on? Um, but it got worse, worse as the recce went on. And uh, as most people probably know, there was a couple of the stages pulled. It, it would have been, you know, absolutely impossible to pass through and. You know, God forbid, if you had to get anything else but a rally car into the stage, there wasn't the hope. So it was a great call by them to pull the three stages. But yeah, it was it was a, a crazy weekend. We hadn't seen it for a few years, kind of snow like that. So it was, yeah, it was intense. And it was meant to be an eight stage rally, as you say. There was yeah. pull. So it was already a bit of a sprint. But when it's yeah. down to five stages in tricky conditions, uh, you know, yeah. does, does the plan change at all? Well, you see... Thursday evening, it was all hustle bustle. We were, uh, we were speaking to the rally and speaking to the championship, um, about maybe not running the rally at all, you know, because some people, you know, a few people went home after the recce. They didn't, they didn't even continue. They said it's ridiculous and whatever. Uh, to be fair, you know, the following day wasn't just as bad as the recce, but um, there was quite a bit of snow on on Grisdale, right? Uh, the three other stages, one of them we couldn't couldn't recce at all. Uh, one of the ones that was one of the three that was pulled, we couldn't actually wreck it. Nobody wrecked it, and the other two we did, but it was crazy, and some people never got through. So those three were gone. Uh, Grisdale was a kind of a half and half job, and Greystoke was was pretty okay. We were hoping it wasn't going to freeze, but you have to bear in mind that Greystoke, which was run three times, is mm. you know a testing ground. So, yeah. uh, and then. And then I am guessing the next question that's going to come up is about one of the guys that said is where we got held up. That was, you know, 
Yeah, well, I, I, and again, just before we we get to that, I, I'm presuming, and and for anybody else that's that's interested, I presume you're on forestry tires. There's no hint of studded or anything like that for for the likes of this. For for the rally, yeah, yeah, it was you know outside of the rally, it was everyone was was actually questioning what what tires they had on the recce cars, not the not to mind the the rally cars. But uh, for anyone out there that's looking to do a recce in the snow without studs, uh, a winter tire. <laughs> Best tire ever. We uh we did great in the focus with a winter tire. The gravel tire seemed to be struggling, but a winter tire, fantastic. We didn't have a spot of butter. Brilliant. There's a hint and a tip. Um, and yeah, as as you mentioned, so basically second stage of the day, I think it was, you uh got a very good look at a rally one Puma. Yeah, uh, I was... you probably wouldn't be used to seeing. <laughs> yeah, I I was I was excited to see the Puma because I've I've never actually seen it in the flesh, but I think yeah, I probably saw a bit too much of it on the second stage. Yeah, I'm kind of sick of it now. Actually, I don't want to see one for a while. Um, look, it was no one's fault. It was just, I suppose it was very tricky conditions, and Jordan was you know probably minding himself too. You know, it's a big car inside in those stages, but it was just a pity for us because that was the stage where where Keith was planning to do to do a bit of damage because Grey Stoke was going to be going to be very hard you just have to kind of survive in there given the circumstances of knowledge and stuff but yeah very early in the stage um, we, we we got a sight of the Puma and we came around the corner and he was he was after kind of half spinning on the road and if we were second early we might have just got in front of him but he was just just taken off when we came around the corner and there was so much mud and dirt you know lights didn't matter mirrors were destroyed so yeah we got very unfortunate and got got caught for a long way a long way through the stage it felt like got it felt like a lifetime we were probably caught for maybe over five miles four and a half five miles which was an awful long time um you know we went into the next stage then the other part of grisdale there was a grisdale south and a north and you know we went three quicker than the next one so it just shows that we could have we could have done yeah. maybe a little bit better but look it, it is it is what it is but and you lost yeah. about twenty five seconds, I think, stuck behind the Puma. Is that right? Well, you could you could call it that. You know, it's kind of hard hard to call exactly what it would would be, and you know, I get that for the organisers too. But it is, it is a kind of a tricky rule when you when you when you catch cars. It's just one of those things, really and truly, in rallying, you just you just don't want it to happen because there's no guarantee of getting anything back. You know, people will tell you that oh, you'll get this back, and we'll you know compensate the time. You know, sadly, that's not the case all the time. Uh, force majeure is a word another word that I'm that I have nightmares about force majeure yeah, you know it happened to us in the Isle of Man as well in 17 and that was the last round trying to win a championship and a looping stage and we got caught behind the car and we never got the time back either so yeah it'll be something I'd like to see maybe tidied up at some stage in the rules but look it, it is what it is yeah look uh, completely you know very unfortunate but the fact that you lost 25 seconds give or take and you still held yeah. on to second place and then, yeah. as you say, went on to take the stage win in the following stage, you know, really was testament to yourselves. And I suppose keeping the head and, you know, yeah. not letting things get to you and keeping it calm in the car. Yeah. Yeah. After that, we kind of we went out in front. We went out in front of the Puma after that. Um, but, you know, Jordan didn't know we were there, obviously. So it's kind of, you know, you can't be too cross about that. It's just it was kind of frustrating. And the fact that the rally was so short, we knew that. You know, we probably weren't going to get that back. But look, uh, we had a bit of power steering uh, problems then later on, second last stage and stuff. So look, it was probably going to look like a second in a way, but it would have been just nice to maybe put a bit of pressure at the front. But um, you know, the guys were 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 great fun. It was great to compete with with the guys, like you know, to be mixing with you know guys of that that level. You know, the guys are in Mexico today, so 
you know, their their full time, you know, driver. So it's it's uh, it was good. Yeah, it was exciting to meet them and have fun and be able to be able to race with them. Yeah, it was a good weekend to be fair. Yeah. And Anna, you know, you can nearly say a home advantage for for Adrian Formo as well, considering the fact that yeah, that's him testing ground. It's obviously frustrating, you know. Like for him, you know, if I that's the kind of comment he's probably getting with the last couple of weeks, you know, saying, Oh, it is home ground, home ground. I know, but you know, the fact of it is that you know, that is where those cars are developed and you know, we've only been there once, maybe twice before. But look, that's always the story. When you know, West Cork comes on, everyone will say, Oh, Keith knows all these stages. You know what I mean? And he's yeah. probably done stages in the UK more so than any of them, but it's all it's always it's always the story. Yeah. And then, as you say, there's a bit of a gap. And then next up is the Jim Clark rally. And that basically, you know, that's the start of a series of four asphalt rallies. So, you know, is there a bit of confidence, I suppose, going on to tarmac um, one after the other? Yeah. You know, Keith, Keith seems to adapt really quickly to tarmac. That's, that would be, I suppose, his comfort zone. He seems to be able to, you know, he could walk away from the car for a couple of years and, you know, hop back in and tarmac and be, be there, thereabouts, you know, um, just... I don't know, set up everything wise, he's able to really, really adapt to the tarmac quicker. But uh, the Jim Clark is a fantastic rally. That was an amazing rally last year. Um, not so much for Russian and all, but we had, we, we, had, we had a fantastic event last year and obviously we won it. So we're going back to defend that, um, which is exciting. Hopefully all going well. All going well. And and again, you know, speaking of, of, of Formo, like it's a fantastic opportunity for you to benchmark yourselves against, you know, a works or a semi-works driver. Yeah, yeah. Again, you know, I keep messaging, you know, saying how frustrating it was. Like it, it would have been nice if, if we weren't held up and we got to, you know, race more throughout the day. But it just 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 didn't happen like that. And I could see his frustration, too, because he was wondering, were we going to get the time back? And, you know, fair is fair going into the last two stages, he should know whether we are going to get that time back or not. I know that's that's happened time and time again. So I could see his frustration there, but we were, you know, the same because we weren't weren't were getting the information back. But he was he was coming back asking a couple of times whether it was going to happen or not. And I just couldn't give him a straight answer because I, I didn't know what was going to happen. But you could presume that it probably wasn't. But um so he could kind of sit back then go into the last two with a with a lead like that. So uh, we kind of did the same thing, really. We just sat back and took our second place, which is fine. Absolutely fine. And, you know, with, with the gap you have before the Jim Clark, any plans to do any other outings, get a bit of a warm-up or, or some more seat time? Um, I would doubt it, actually. Um, no, I don't think so. I can't see anything anything coming up. Um, no, I'd imagine it would be straight in. Uh, maybe maybe a quick quick test or something like that to get the car set up in there. Um, it'd probably be back on tarmac for Daniel between here and there. I presume Daniel will be using the car, but um, no, I'd say to be straight to to Scotland. Yeah. So KCJ, yourself and Adam Kofi competed on the Malcolm Wilson Rally. Um, tough weather conditions. How was it? Yeah, it was. It was definitely a tough one. Um, of course, we had wicked bad snow and ice. Um, especially on you know the Thursday night and the Friday. Um. So obviously, Recky was, you know, it was really difficult. Um, three of the stages we couldn't even get through. Like obviously, it's done the convoy in the UK, so there was just cars getting stuck, and we were getting stuck. So it uh, definitely made life a lot more difficult. And even, you know, on the stages that we did, Recky, it was difficult to make notes because sure, all you can see is just white and the lines in the road. So um, no, it definitely made life a lot harder. But 
of course the three stages got cancelled but we still had um you know five stages there on saturday we got with the rally so i mean it was good experience um you know you had ice here and there and a bit of gravel so no it was it was actually quite enjoyable to be honest with you <laughs> and and with the event getting shortened with the loss of the three stages does that change your game plan of, of how you approach because it becomes pretty much a sprint i suppose yeah of course i mean like three of the stages were um in Greystoke Forest there where M Sport do a lot of testing and I mean I actually found that stage quite tricky you know it's fast with a lot of you know big breaking areas and stuff so it's it's um quite difficult and then sure there was two stages that I really did enjoy Greasdale North and South uh, which I thought were brilliant stages but um yeah it does I mean it kind of especially in them conditions it means you know, you're going to have to try and get around a bit more rather than, you know, go flat out and try to do your best time. It's kind of becomes a case of, um, you know, let's get through this and keep the car on the road, you know. So, um, yeah. And what do you call it? You, you were battling against Kyle White and, and Kyle McBride. So re- really, it was a, a bit of a, a, a co- competition for the Irish lads away from home. How, That's how, exactly how, it, yeah. How, how was the fight? Ah, it was good. Um, in the morning, of course, we were, you know, we were pretty close to the boys. I was a bit disappointed. All right, in the evening, we kind of our pace kind of seemed to drop off a bit, drop off a bit, and they kind of pulled away from us a bit. But I mean, look, for me, it was still good experience. I mean, of course, Kyle White, you know, he's a huge amount of experience in the BRC, you know, compared to what we have, and um, you know, the both both probably have a bit more experience on gravel than I do. So um, no, I was still happy to even be there. You know, close to them, it was uh, it was really good, yeah. Yeah, good opportunity to benchmark yourself against guys you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And of course, you know, the, the guys are sound, so it's it, we had a bit of fun along the way, you know. Yeah. And okay, coming off gravel nine, you're going on to um back onto tarmac for West Cork this weekend. Yeah, um back home now for West Cork this weekend, of course. Um yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, you know, I never done West Cork before, but everyone says it's just unbelievable rally, you know. So I'm looking forward now to get my teeth stuck in again. Hopefully we can put up a, you know, a, a good, good result again for the championship, you know? And what do you call it? I think last time out in, in Tarmac was at Galway or have you been out soon? Oh, I don't Midlands as well as well. Oh, you did Midlands. Yes. Yeah. yeah. A bit of seat time then before West Cork then, obviously. Yeah, exactly. I know it's, it's, it's busy, you know, like three rallies, three weekends in a row. Um, it makes it, you know, tough even, you know, your preparation time, you're coming off Malcolm Wilson and now, you know, we're straight into getting ready for the West Cork, but, um, I suppose it's a good complaint too, wouldn't it, to be able to do it? So, um, no, yeah, it's good, yeah. I love the tarmac, so really looking forward to it, yeah. Yeah, that was going to be my next question, you know, having, I suppose, getting the, the back-to-back between the tarmac and the, and the gravel. Do you have a preference yet? or? Sure. You know, I probably do prefer the tarmac, but that's probably just because I have more experience on tarmac. Whereas, um, you know, once once you get into it on the gravel, I mean, it's brilliant too, you know. But um, I think Irish tarmac is it's kind of up there. It's hard to beat, you know. <laughs> yeah, and and again, you know, you've had that opportunity to compare. So you've done a couple of events in Italy at the tail end of last year. So how does it compare? Like, do you notice a difference in the pace or or the competition or the style? Yeah, I mean, you know, the pace is huge, obviously, over there. Um, and you know, there's big difference for me. You know, when you're used to Irish tarmac and then you go to you know real smooth, grippy. You know, Italian tarmac, it's it's quite different. Um, but I really enjoyed it. You know, we did, we had a good run over there. We were first in the under-25 category, actually, in, in Rally Tulagi. So, um, no, we were really, really enjoyed the two events we done over there. And, um, of course, big thanks to, 
you know, Tamara Molinaro and her, her father's G-Car Sport rally team over there. Um, really helpful and we really enjoyed it, yeah. And you've also been getting a bit of support from MI Academy as well. Um, you're involved in doing some, you know, recce's and, and pre-event work and, and fitness training, etc. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, I'm not a member of the academy this year, but um, I was lucky enough to get a, you know, a small bit of help off from here and there with regards to, you know, mental preparation and, um, you know, fitness outside the outside the rally. So, um, no, that's it's really good help. You know, um, it's great to be able to get it, and the things the academy are doing is brilliant. You know, you look at look at the lads there; they're doing really well. So, um, no, it was really good. And you had the opportunity to do the recce for Sweden. Um, like was was that an eye opener? Was it just a shock to the system? Yeah, I mean it was it was brilliant. We were uh, lucky enough that uh, Mr. Malcolm Wilson gave us a, a recce car for the recce for the recce there. So I mean we couldn't turn that down. So um, we went over there and myself and Adam, of course. So um, no, it was brilliant. I mean to get the experience to even see the stages out there and you know make pace notes on a totally different surface and stages is. Uh, is brilliant and even even the likes of, you know you have your recce schedules and um stuff like that i mean it's all good experience too you know and and how was that even you know learning to do the pace notes in the snow i can only imagine you've got different markers you're looking for in the road you know with the, yeah. with the snow covering the road and the snow banks and that yeah of course it's it's you know it's hard to <clears throat> see obviously because everything is is white like you know so you're you're really trying to pick your corners and pick markers and stuff like that but um and of course, it's such a fast rally, you know, compared to forestry that we're used to here or in the UK. I mean, it's it's really different. But um, no, it was good. I think we made, you know, pretty good pace notes for what we were doing. I mean, if you were going again, they'd be better, too. So, um, no, it was it was brilliant. Yeah, it was, it's, it's, I think it's good. Good, you know. Yeah. I mean, you doing the full BRC this year. Yeah, well, that's the plan for the moment. You know, um, we're kind of entered in every championship at the minute, um, which, of course, is really busy. But. The plan is to do good most of the BRC as much as we can, um, along with you know the Tarmac Championship and the Jewel Surface Series here at home. Um, and of course, you know our plan is to do a good bit of stuff out in Europe again this year. Um, you know, especially in Italy. So it's all it's all go, but I mean it's good too, you know. Yeah, I oh, know it's fantastic to get the yeah. back up the experience, but uh, certainly means it's going to be a hectic year for you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, sure, I'm barely even ever in work anymore, you know. So. <laughs> um, no, it's good. I really enjoy it. All, 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 um, all I want to do is go rallying. So <laughs> it's a good thing, I suppose. Absolutely. And, and the more experience you can get at this stage, the better then. And what do you got? What's the, what's the long term plans? Do you, do you have anything sort of concrete yet? Or is it still kind of see how this year pans out? See how this year goes, I suppose. You know, we're still obviously in the rally four class at the minute. Um, I drove rally three car for two events there over Christmas in Mondello Park and in Bogorá Rally Sprint, and uh, oh, serious car like you know, um, really enjoyed it. But um, I don't know, see what happens towards the end of the year. I suppose more than anything, you know, next year definitely though, I'd like to branch out a bit more, you know, outside Ireland, um, whether it's you know ERC or JWRC or whatever, whatever it brings, you know, that kind of way. Um. But I mean, you definitely have to have a, a goal, you know, like, and obviously that would be the goal, you know, that kind of way. So, um, so look, you have, you have a lot planned for the for the coming year, but, you know, I'm sure it's tight getting the funds together. Like, is it a struggle to get sponsors on board? Yeah, I mean, it's always tough. Everyone knows it's a it's an expensive sport, but um, 
of course, big thanks to my dad, obviously number one, um, Shuray Group, and um, my couple other sponsors, you know, Kilshield and Quarries and uh, Keltech Engineering, and um, Andy Fanning Motor Factors. I mean, you know what it makes the whole thing a lot easier. Um, obviously, it's tough for for young people in the sport, but um, I'm lucky enough that way. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm it's really good, yeah. Lovely to hear there from the two guys. And um, you know, Casey there making reference to the sponsors. You know, it's always good to you know to mention your sponsors because at the end of the day, them the guys that make the magic happen. So, uh, also last weekend was Bishop's Court round two of the Northern Ireland Championship. Uh, I got a chance to catch up with the winners. It was uh, Johnny Greer and Nile Burns, and then I also speak to Clodo McMurra, who was their second ever rally competing as a co-driver, and then Giant Kellnack as. What can we say? Stevie Watford, top two wheel drive in a 1400 mega. Unbelievable. So, you know, let's hear from them, guys. Yeah, thanks very much, Kevin. Yeah, it was a, a good a good day for us. Uh, conditions kind of threw everything at us that uh, that we could have really dealt with. I mean, the, we used, I think it was four different types of tyre in six stages. So it was uh, it was eventful, but um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was a very good, uh, good weekend and everything went to plan. So happy enough. Yeah, and Niall, from your point of view, like you're probably like, leaving home in Donegal, heading up, wondering why you're going to get snowed in, or <laughs> so it was a bit of a um a mixed bag of weather. Yeah, myself and Paddy Robinson actually just decided to travel down uh, Friday evening. We made a call just in case, and we actually landed the track, and it was glorious conditions, and we got the first two stages. It was mighty, and then all of a sudden, just the heavens opened, and that was it. Just got worse and worse for the rest of the day, and there was a lot of standing water in the track, and obviously you cross over to the concrete sections. It got very slippy later in the day, but um, you know, a testament to Johnny's ability there. He kept it right all day and kept us right, you know. Yeah, and and Johnny, like from your point of view, probably not a bad thing having mixed conditions. It allowed you to you know to get the feel of tires before West Cork coming up next weekend. Well, that was a one positive. I think we uh, we got to test every tire in the range uh, yet on Saturday, so. It, uh, it was very worthwhile, but I mean, it it, it was just, just so tricky throughout the day. With this, the start of the day was very cold, so we couldn't. We wanted to go onto the hard slick from the get go, but that really wasn't it wasn't warm enough for it. So I had to go with a softer tire. Then we got onto the hard tire for I think one maybe two stages, and then started drizzle back to the soft, and then it just got heavier and heavier and heavier. And and um, we nearly got caught out in stage five. We went for like a very soft slick tire, thinking it would be enough, but hadn't really. It hadn't rained that heavy, but with the break in the in the transforming the track from you know from clockwise and clockwise, it rained the whole time, maybe for about an hour, an hour and a half. We kind of misread how much water there was going to be in the track. So when we turned up with the slick, it was uh, it was just aquaplane everywhere. So we really struggled through the fifth stage, and then obviously I had to put the wet on for stage six. So say so we used nearly every every tire in the range, <laughs> which. Uh, <laughs> Isn't isn't good from a budgetary standpoint, but <laughs> good from a development standpoint. Yeah, and you know, and like what you know, listen, the Northern Ireland Championship, it has to be said, has gone from strength to strength. You know, the depth and numbers is there now. You still didn't have an easy run of it, but no matter of means. No, like the you only have to look at the list to see how many R five cars are now competing regularly in the Northern Ireland Championship, and the, and the competition is always going to be there. It's always going to be competitive. I think that's that's a good thing for the championship. You know, it's it has had a few years where it struggled to attract to attract the cars and attract the numbers, but I think the last couple of years have been quite strong. So it's you know, hopefully the championship can build on that and go forward. I think they are gonna probably move towards more more circuit or sorry, less circuit events, more road based events 
going forward. I know we had to reduce everything down with COVID and everything else, and we're still building from that. But I think the championship's in a good in a good place, and it is enjoyable events, and the competition's good and friendly, and, and everything's always it's always a good weekend's fun when you do these events. So yeah, I'm really enjoying it. So hopefully that'll continue. Yeah, and Neil, I'm sure you echo them sentiments. You know, the 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 events probably suit. You only like a one day away from you know you're not away for two or three days from work and one thing or another. It probably suits you as well. Yeah, no, definitely. Like you know, you, like the next couple of events, like we can just uh, arrive up for obviously for Shackleton's maybe forty minutes for me, and just the point on what Johnny said there as well. Like you know, the the core organizers of them events, you're seeing the same people at the same events all the time, and the, the events are fantastic. You well run, you know, you're seeing the same group of marshals too. You get you get to be very friendly with them over the years too, and you know, it's just a very friendly atmosphere in them events, and just really look forward to them, you know. And hopefully, as Johnny says, the championship just continuing to go from strength to strength, you know, and. Look to see the good the entries there and hopefully they'll con- continue now for the rest of the season for sure for sure and and like you know when you have drivers like you know desi henry derek mcgarty who's been there like for a lifetime now at this stage and you know uh uh we call them gar sayers and all that competing and all in the best and best cars i think it's a, a great championship and probably an affordable championship in terms of outlay and as you say not a long time away from you you don't need accommodation things like that there all helps everybody well yeah i think that's part of the that's part of the appeal of the championship it, it is probably based around getting the most sort of mileage out of it with the least the least time committed to the championship so that's always good and there is a there's a class for everyone in the championship now that have really worked on their class structure and and developed it to make it more fair even for the so the new cars can compete in a level playing field and also so the the older cars and the more clubman cars can also compete in the level playing field. So I think they have they've hit the nail on the head quite well. Um, mm. I mean, even this this year we've had the addition of the, the micro challenge into okay, some rounds of the Northern Ireland Championship, not all, but even that's brought a brought a boost to the championship too. So yeah, it's it's hopefully it can go from strength to strength on this and, and build on it, but it sort of it has got quite a good uh, quite a good base now to work from. For sure, for sure. And like you, you spoke with the Micro Challenge there. I also speak in this episode, I also speak to Stevie Watford and, uh, you know, uh, he the, the, what he done at the weekend, unbelievable, like coming top two wheel drive and a 1400 Micro. That's just unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, it was, it was great to see. I mean, when, when the rain started to come down, we were sort of, we're in the truck talking about it and we're seeing Weavy go past and, or sorry, Stephen go past and uh, we said, you know, there's a good chance he could be fastest two wheel drive now. Now that the rains came on, and uh, then the time started rolling, and I realised he was. But I didn't really realise until the end that someone said he, he won two wheel drive. So it was good from us from a club perspective. He's not, he's not a club of Banhinch club member, so mm-hmm. it was uh, it was great to see. And I think it's just it's good PR for for the challenge as well. You know that the fact that it's so competitive as well, and there's a lot of quick guys doing that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think it was uh, it was definitely enjoyable to see that. Yeah, and Niall, I also spoke. To, it was Claudia, Mc, uh, Claudia McMurray who's looking after the PR. But it's something she done her second rally there, co-driving at the weekend as well. And it's great that the micro challenge for you know the likes of uh, Stevie, but also for young uh, competitors starting out, it gives them a great experience. Yeah, definitely, especially like you know it's starting out and um, like the track events as well. So you know there there's not as much emphasis. There's no pace notes allowed. So you're working up tubes, so you can focus more on the timekeeping aspect of things and. Obviously, with the next event coming up, I think it's the Spurns, if I'm right, it's going to be the next event for the Micro. So there's a bit of a gap there now that they've time, they've already, they know the timing aspect now. They can go out and work on pace notes, practice pace notes and close roads and be ready for uh, the stages around uh, Mahara shortly now. So yeah, definitely. It's great to see the wee budget will make championships making a comeback. 
I cut my teeth and I'm navigating the 205 challenge back in the day, the Rory Gallagher one. And um, it's just great to see these budget championships come on back up. That's for sure. That is for sure. And you talk about getting back onto the roads this weekend, all roads lead to West Cork. Johnny, it's an event you always have a, you know, you always have good runs at it. It's an event you look forward to every year. Yeah, always. I mean, the, the, the event's always been, it's been sort of mixed to me. I've had good years, I've had bad years down there, but I've always enjoyed the rally. Always enjoyed the stages. Um, last year we had a brilliant run, first time in the C three, and of course it all went wrong in the last stage. But um, yeah, I think we're we're confident enough that the car is gonna gonna work quite well down there. So yeah, we're looking forward to getting another getting another run at it. Um, we've been sort of doing our trying to do our homework on it and get uh, get everything in order. And I think now we've been flat out trying to get the uh, the notes in order from previous years so that we can try and use some of the advantages we've made use some of the work we've done in previous years hopefully give us a bit of a a bit of a head start so yeah i'm looking forward to getting down there and getting into it and seeing what the story is yeah like now you know the, the stages down there uh, and you know since it's joined the championship the stages have become classics already i know they were, they were there long before the championship but you know ring ardmore their, their names now that strike fear into, you know, or uh, uh, assess to get going in them, maybe a better way for drivers. And I'm sure from a crew driver's point of view, they, you know, they provide their own challenges, those stages. Yeah, as you say, like you have your stages up here in Donegal that roll off the tongue, like Knockalas, Atlantic Drive, you go to West Cork, you know, Ardfield, The Ring, Sam's Cross, you know, they all kind of come off. And they're quite challenging stages, very fast stages too, I have to say. And um, look, when you get on, they're a pleasure to co-drive on too. Like you take stages like the ring and Ardfield when you're going right by the water there and everything, like they're fantastic. And it'd be nice now if the weather was going to be on our side too. It's a fantastic place and the sun is shining. But <laughs> just looking at the early weather indications, it's not looking good. But um, no, I, we're looking forward to the challenge ahead. And obviously, you know, um, we seem to have we had a good run in Galway. Car's competitive, you know. We've good set of notes. We're utilising notes from previous years there now. So we're match fit and hopefully we should have a good weekend. Yeah. And, you know, Johnny, Niall said something there, match fit. Like, you know, we always hear seat time is so crucial. And, like, you've been lucky, you've done Galway, you, you know, you uh, Bishop's Court there at the weekend, Kirkuson before that. Do you feel in a good place now heading to West Cork? Yeah, I mean, seat time's always the... There's there's no replacement for seat time. And the fact that we've been able to do a few of the Northern Ireland events um, in between the, the Tarmac Championships, it just kind of does keep you keeps you sort of moving, keeps you active, if you will. But the more time in the car, the better. The more time everything feels more natural and feels more at home. So we have been trying to, to make do make advantages of when we've been using the Northern Ireland Championship rounds to make changes to the car to try and improve. We did struggle with in Galway with a few things on the car, which we then took to Kirkuson and tried to make better, which we did in the end. So same with British Court, we went there, as I said before, we tried all these different tyre combinations and tyre compounds and things to try and get our head around everything. And it's good to use that as development as well as just seat time. But mm. uh, no, if you, if you could, you could you would do a rally every weekend, but it's <laughs> not, that's not possible to do that. But but yeah, the more seat time, the better. So it's uh, I can't complain. Yeah. And, you know, this C3, like you deb- debuted last year, um, it has gone from strength to strength. It has become an almost the car to have do you know what what in your opinion makes it that wee bit special it's probably hard to put a, put a pinpoint on one specific thing i know when we first got the car we were very impressed with the power mm-hmm. that it had the the engine characteristics of it the torque and everything else was very impressive comparative to what we drove in the ds3 and even with the the mark one fiesta 
And I think since then, the car has evolved from, from when we first got the car. You know, there has been upgrades came out. There's a couple of different changes of cross members and things that happened at uh, the start of 2022. And Citroen have been just pumping development into the car the whole time. And the package itself is just is a very good place now. The suspension's now very good. The engine's good. You know, the, the chassis is good. Everything just seems to work very well. And I think the fact that so many people have have come over to the Citroen brand now just sort of shows that it is a car that that's going places. And I think I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You always check this out, but I think someone said to me there that the 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 C3 is the the most amount of R5 cars in in West Cork. You know, C3 is the biggest amount of R5 cars there is, mm-hmm. which is which is impressive considering this time last year it was only us. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you can beat in that Citroen drum alone for the last few years. It's nice to see others yeah. making the jump now as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's it, it makes it it makes it more competitive for us. It gives us people that have the cars, you know, it's it's we all can work together and try and make the car better as a whole. So I think it's a good thing rather than sort of being turned up with the car myself on the rallies and not knowing where the car was going to work and having to figure things out ourselves. So yeah, the more the merrier. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, like it looks by Citroen Racing that they're going to continue, you know, like the likes of the Polo has probably reached its peak. Like, that car has been developed, it's been handed over, Volkswagen Motorsport is no more. Uh, at least with the, the Citroen Racing team, they're continually looking at ways to improve the car as well. And that will be fed down through to you guys as well. Yeah, well, that's a big benefit of, of being involved with, with the Citroen brand is that this, the development's still ongoing. Uh, there's no doubt that the Polo was a very good car when it came out, probably head and shoulders above every other R5 car but with the development not there from the manufacturer it's it's very difficult to know what the future holds maybe in the next two three years for the car so it's good to see it sort of committed to continuing development of the C3 for a couple of years to come anyway and I think that can only be a good thing plus without the world program now without the WRC program they have kind of threw all their eggs into the R5 or sorry rally 2 baskets so yeah it's uh Hopefully, some of the, some good developments coming in the future this year as well to move the car forward because I think the new Skoda will be released, the new Hyundai is competitive. So I think it's the same thing in motorsport. If you if you stand still, you go backwards. So it's good to see that they're 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 continuing development then. For sure, for sure. And now, from your point of view, like to sit in a top line car on some of the best stages in Ireland, that must give you such a buzz. There, you know, like stay going out now on Saturday morning. Like you know, even like Bishop's Court or heading out towards Ringland, you know, Saturday afternoon, there must be no feeling like it. No, there's not, and to be honest with you, it's probably the most relaxed feeling too, because like you know, like Johnny is such a good team behind him there, the DGM lads as well, you know, and we may, we work very well on the recce, and obviously Johnny's such a capable driver too, and it's probably yeah, you're right, like it's a great feeling, but I was just it's just surprising how it's so relaxed too because everything is just clicking and everything is just working and you it just fills you with confidence going out you just cannot wait to get going and it's you know I just can't wait to get down the road now tomorrow you know and mm-hmm. it's a six and a half hour road to go down with this. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Johnny, can you hear that? That must give you great confidence because you know that everybody's behind you, you know, all pushing in the one direction. Everybody's focused on giving you the best car. And uh, Niles there giving you his best performance. It almost takes out all you have to do now is drive. You don't have to worry about any of that. The rest of them things. Yeah, it becomes easy. I mean, as Niles was saying, when you when you go to those rallies now, we sort of know everyone in the team has their own role and knows what they need to be doing. It makes life very simple. Um, I mean, some of these rallies I do very little. <laughs> I just sort of turn up, and everything kind of happens around me. So. 
it's uh it's that's kind of the way i like i like to be i don't like to make things too stressful for myself anyway so it's quite good to have a team around there that kind of know they know what they need to do and they know they know how i operate so they know <laughs> kind of when to sort of keep me on my own and let me do my thing and everything else so it does make it very simple so i uh i do the easy bit and get all the credits so uh, <laughs> ah yes uh so far, so good. I mean, we've, I think there's a total, Florida will keep me right on that, but I think there's a total of 25 registered competitors, 16 of which I think are drivers and nine co-drivers. So, well, that's two rallies in now, so we're only two rallies in. So it's not, not a bad start, and there's been 10 cars out, I think, on each on each round so far, so that's good. Yeah, and, the, you know, to win the, uh, not only the Micro Challenge at the weekend, but to take the, the two-wheel drive honours in Bishop's Court, like, most of it exceeded your expectations there, really, did it? Well, to be honest, I never really thought so much about that. I was just uh, concentrating on trying to trying to win the Micro Challenge or beat Philip White, who's who's kind of been the guy to beat, you know, over the last couple of years. So, um, obviously, then the weather changed. The first three stages were dry, and then the, the rain came, and that's what sort of helped us with a wee, wee bit less power. We were able to sort of capitalise a wee bit on that simply because of the weather, you know. Mm-hmm. And like, include mm-hmm. like, you know, Stevie's been rallying like since like Jesus was a boy at this stage, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but this this is only your second ever rally. Like, how did you find it? Well, I mean, this week we didn't crash, so that was definitely a bit smoother than the last go about. <laughs> but um, look, like, it was always good to get the first one over and done with in Kirkiston. Um, and it was challenging at times, you know, with the weather, it it was so dry, you know, with the snow coming in, we thought we didn't know what to expect. The track was really dry. And then by stage four, just the rain came down and it was slippy and muddy and everything. So just trying to get used to all the different conditions too, for being so new into it is um, a bit of a challenge, but it's good to see it as well and the different variations that it can be in. Yeah, like, and, and that will probably stand to you, you know, later because... You know, you had the dry conditions, then the, the damp conditions, and it give you a wee bit of a flavour of of everything that's going to that rally can throw at you. Well, that's it too, and how variable Irish weather can be as well, and yeah. and up here, so it's definitely a learning curve. But hoping I'm doing all right anyway. But Sean will be the teller of that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like Stevie, as I alluded to there, now you've been rallying for thirty plus years now, like um, like being back in the micro it's almost like going back to your roots you competed in the the micro challenge back in 96 like it's, it's amazing how the you know the rallying has come so far but still it's still the same as ever <laughs> if that makes sense uh, i know i know i know and i think uh going back that far there was a few um one make series is the micro challenge the Peugeot's, the seat championship there was a few one make series over the years. And I think, you know, any young driver that's competing in them, um, I think it always stands by you and it gives you, you know, a level playing field um, for any sort of young drivers. And that's kind of what we thought with the micro challenge. Now, it's very hard to get into the sport because of the cost. I mean, obviously rallying was always expensive, but, you know, as the years have went by, it's more and more difficult to get, uh, to get, there's no one make series anymore, and it's just the nature of the modern cars don't really lend themselves to 
boys going and building rally cars in their shed at night, which is what it was like whenever I started, you know, 30 odd years ago. So that's kind of kind of disappeared and we're all sort of driving homologated cars, but which is good, that's okay, but it's expensive and it's harder to get young people into the into the sport. Um so by creating this with an opportunity maybe to access sort of the normal working guy, the electrician, the plumber, the you know, that that the joiner, that type of guy who's just working on a weekly basis, um, and maybe can there has to be something there for them to to join. So we decided to do this and a few of the older guys have all sort of jumped on the bandwagon and we've got a I think the average age is like forty nine or something. <laughs> you know. So there's no young drivers there yet, but I think that that's the plan. They can't come until it's there. So you have to actually make it happen. Yeah. And and then there's something there for them to go to. We've got television coverage with a wee bit of prize money. You know, the prize money was put up by Humphreys, Matthew Humphreys over in, in England, who supplies a lot of micro parts, and he kindly donated that, which we can give 150 quid and 100 pound for, for not first and second place, because we decided that's not, you know, not yeah. what it's about. It's, mm-hmm. you know, we have a draw. So it doesn't matter if there was 10 cars out, there's three prizes. You At least you've a one and three more or less chance of winning something. To try and get the competitors down the field as much chance of, of winning as just the same boys that are winning time and time again type thing, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But hopefully like, that type of thing, but will encourage the younger guys to come and and join the party, if you know. Yeah. What I mean. like you know what you were saying there about you know how important one make championships were. You know, you call McRae, Richard Burns, yourself, you know, Mark Fisher, Ryan Champion, Chris Meek, all these yeah. guys come through the one make championship. And like it was, it was the launch pad. It was that it was the the championship that made them stand out from, you know, the other guys well, because it was the driver who was making the difference there. Yeah, yeah, no, no, definitely. And if you take if you take Saturday as an example, if um, if there was a twenty two year old out there and he finished, you know, top two wheel drive in a in a fourteen hundred car, you you'd want to give him a hand. You'd want that because you know. He doesn't have the experience. He doesn't clearly. He would have some speed. So you know, if if somebody done that and turned up, you you know they would get support. You know, the rally community would, and and I suppose I experienced it a little bit myself. Where with you know I didn't have the money or whatever. If you showed a wee bit of you know a wee bit of speed, then people sort of jumped on the bandwagon. And we see it with John Armstrong there. The guys up in Fermanagh, you know, clubbed together and tried to get some money to get him to the last round to try and win the junior mm-hmm. world championship. So that, it creates a bit of hype. So, but ultimately, you've got to go and do the times yeah. to get that, you know. So if there's a platform there that it's a starter, you know, 15 grand-ish to get you a car that could compete with my car, say my car's maybe 25 grand. But mm-hmm. back when I was doing the Micro Challenge in 96, a car was 10 grand. So that's 30 years ago. So it's not, it's kind of relevant, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but if you had a young guy or a couple of young guys fighting for that and they end up winning two wheel drive at a young stage in their career, if you like, mm-hmm. you know, it, uh, people will support them, you know? Yeah. So. Cause I'm, I'm thinking, you know, like a few years ago they had the, the drive for rally GB. It was, it was John Armstrong and uh, Rob Duggan. And yes, the Northern Championship, right. and yeah, the, the, yeah. the hype that created, and you know that, the, that helped to lift right. the two guys to a, a, a different level. Yeah. They were pushing each other, like, and they were finishing in you know the top ten, you know, f- you know fifth and sixth at times. 
and it just takes two takes two to create a real good race yeah yeah no exactly so you need that first of all like i said you need that platform so then you know it's encouraging the younger guys who can coggle together a wee bit of sponsorship or a wee few friends helping them out fan get them and get them to come and compete and the micro you know it's competitive you know we've mm-hmm. proved that at the weekend you can be competitive with with the car so for a lot less money let's say so it, it's opening it's opening to a new you know a uh, bunch of younger guys who can come in because there's nowhere to enter the sport you know mm-hmm. you can't just go and jump in an r5 and you know unless you've obviously a lot of money i mean i can't rally an r5 i can't afford to yeah. i'd love to but i can't afford it so that that's okay i can still get enjoyment out of driving the micro and if you do well you get even more enjoyment so mm-hmm. you know it's kind of about that and I think it. I think it's good if you had any young drivers out there and they were doing that. I think the it's a it's a stepping stone to actually get some sponsorship and with the TV coverage and whatever mm-hmm. it can help them. You know. Yeah, definitely. And Claude, like you know, you're helping not only your co-driving but you're helping to promote the championship. Like having drivers like Stevie involved in getting the results, that makes your job so much more uh, easier. Well, that's it. Yeah, it's, it almost writes itself. The posts, you know, when they're performing so well in the the rallies and that. Um, like the response we've got, like so far, has been fantastic. You know, it's it's great to see people interacting with posts that we're putting up on on Facebook and Twitter, which are our main kind of sites and socials for the interest. Um, we've also got a YouTube channel as well, um, where we're gonna post all of the the live footage and. That we get from um the film crew um so it's all going to be in the one one place which is great and um, we're going to be starting instagram as well so it's going to be a busy <laughs> few months really to get it out and promoted and everything but um it is it's so worth it when you see how how well it's doing and i think because it is sort of like a resurrection of an old competition from the 90s it's people are so happy to see that coming back and people that I work with even are, are, are talking about it like it's it's brilliant to see that it's extended past almost the kind of rally community and spectators um but yeah no it's got great great engagement and it, it, mainly it's just trying to get lots of posts and pictures and videos up and get people talking and seeing what we're all about and and as well as that seeing that there's older individuals as well as younger you know we've got quite a lot a few young lads competing as well so it kind of encourages individuals to come out too or, or think oh maybe i can do that as well so yeah. and the, the, the micro has probably one of those kind of like cross-generational cars you know mm-hmm. maybe you know they remember oh my granny used to have one of them or you know the young guy or the young girl you know maybe used to maybe have it around the fields or whatever you know it's 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 the kind of the car for all generations almost well, that's it too. Yeah, I don't. I don't think anyone can say that they don't know someone who had a micro in the day, like you know. So that's it. It's cool to see it actually out on a racetrack, you know, because I know I would never have thought that they'd have the power in them to do what they what they evidently can do. We've seen that on Saturday, so it is. It's brilliant. Yeah, and then you know, like having such a professional setup there to record the action. Like uh, I mean, chatting to the guys after Kirkston, and this is like that was the envy of you know the main field. Uh, mm-hmm. like, and then Steve uh, Stephen Watson from BBC is you know providing the commentary, and uh, like the like this is top quality coverage that you're providing there for for the championship. Well, that's it too. I mean, it is. It's excellent. We're really lucky to have the opportunity to have such a platform uh, in our first year of running the competition. You know, um, and it's brilliant that we're getting the film crews for each stage and that they're interviewing the the crews. So it's almost like 
you're getting to see everyone on their journey through like episodal pieces per rally stage, you know, so it's that's really great. Um, and I suppose people are kind of shocked that instead of following the top guys in the or fives or the historics, it is micro challenge that's getting the coverage. So again, that's creating quite a buzz and people are asking questions and really want to see what we're all about. So that that's brilliant. And, and Stevie, from your point of view, you know, like, you're talking about, you know, there's been the old rivalry, rivalries uh, reignited in one thing or another. I think you know, it must give you some buzz too to get back and be so competitive again now as well. Ah, yeah, I mean, it's good. Um, I know I was speaking to James Kennedy at the finish, you know, and I remember, you know, James like rallying a 1600 Mark II Escort when I was rallying the Sunbeam away. That's in the sort of early 90s. You know, so uh, it's 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 kind of the same faces, you know, um, <laughs> that have been around for a long time, and, and I'm one of them. You know, <laughs> so uh, no, it's good. It's great. It's it's good. It's just good back competing, and you know, it's really good. You know, I, and then you know, like Philip White, you know, like what he can do with a micro the last couple of years, like it, it's been a joy to watch, and like that's the young guy that is destined for greater things, really, isn't it? Well, you know, Philip's been, like I said, he's been the man to beat. And I've done, you know, those few rallies the last three or four years. And I did beat him one day because his dad left his wheel loose. <laughs> and actually, the wheel fell off, you know, so thanks for that, Rodney. But up until now, you know, I, I, I obviously in Kirkuson we had a really close race. It was only nine seconds or something, which is only one and a half seconds per stage, you know. So it's a it's a tight race. So Philip's a great driver and he's done really really well. So I'm glad to beat him at, at fifty one, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, and the, the the great thing about the challenge is, like you have had two tracks. Now you're going to have two road events coming up. Uh, looking forward to getting back onto the road. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, well, that's the plan to do two two road events and then two gravel rallies. So it's kind of given it a good a good mix. It's a long time since I've done a rally. I can't even remember. I think I've done a rally up um, Bally Castle or Aura Lodge or something in uh, Davy Greer's GT86. And that was the last tarmac rally I've done since I can't even remember. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> 10 or 15 years <laughs> i don't even know what the last one was but you know it's it's fine it's the same it's the same sort of thing you know just go and and do it i'm looking forward to getting on the the closed roads and, and yeah. doing a couple of those events you know what was it go as hard as you can for as long as you can <laughs> that, that, that's it. exactly it's all about the same times the the day, you know? <laughs> and the Claude, from your point of view you have the true tracks under your belt are you looking forward to the what challenges the roads will throw up at you Definitely, yeah. Hopefully the weather now isn't as bad as it proved to be on Saturday, but um, a lot of my practices over the last few months has been using pace notes and out on the road, so it'll be a bit more familiar than the tracks have been. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited to get out and to learn as much as I can, and all the guys in the challenge have been brilliant, you know, they've helped me along the way and, and guided me when I've needed a bit of assistance or things like that, so Hopefully that continues and it doesn't get too competitive <laughs> once roll on. <laughs> but that has always been the great thing about rallying. Like everybody, you know, whenever the clock's ticking, yes, it's, you know, that's all, you know, all guns out. But whenever, you know, between stages and one thing or another, everybody's so helpful to each other. There's no, there's no egos. There's no nonsense there really. It's all, all for the one good. Well, that's it. It's got a very kind of community feel about it. Everyone just looks out for each other and helps each other. And that's great. So um, 
definitely a good thing when you're so new to it. You know, it's my second rally really under the belt, like so. It's it's really good to have that support and and everyone kind of having your back as well. Mm-hmm. And like Stevie, from your point of view, like you know, we mentioned earlier, like thirty plus years now at this stage, like do you still get the same buzz out of it? Would you love to be, you know, 30 years younger and starting again? Or do you still get the same kick out every time you go in there and pull on the belts? Uh, no, you do. I mean, you know, especially if you're still able to be competitive as you get a bit older, then the, the buzz remains there. But, you know, you, you've been around the sport so long. It's just, it's nice to be competing. And as Claude said, you know, it's like a small community and it's the same people and a few. It's nice to see somebody like Claude coming in, new faces, getting new people into the sport, young people into the sport. Because really, over the last 30 years, for me, it is a dying sport a little bit. You know, there's not... I mean, when I started out away back in 1990 or 91 or whatever it was, you know, 1,600 something, there was 40 cars in the class or 40 or 50 cars maybe in the class. Mm-hmm. So it was hard to win the class because yes. you boys all wanted to win the class. <laughs> You know, so it's changed from that. It's not just like that anymore. As I said, to you don't have people out, you know, building cars in their garage. You do have a few, but it's 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 getting less and less. You know, mm-hmm. and by the the micro challenge, you're trying to sort of bring that back a wee bit, that it's making it more affordable to a sort of wider audience, where they don't feel you know you need a hundred grand or hundred and fifty grand to start. If you know what I mean, you know, because mm-hmm. we need to start somewhere. Yeah, you know. Because the, the, the last two guys that I spoke to you before, we were saying, you know, like, there's boys coming up through uh, the Rally Sport Association, all track, you know, like and they're 12, 14 years of age, and they're using like a 1200 micro. And it, it would be so easy to, you know, for them to progress into stage rallying, and that could be their first car, just upgrade the car as they move along. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's what Philip White had done. You know, Philip had been doing some RSA events in a one-litre car. I don't know, was he 14 or 15 or whatever? And that, just like you say, that progressed on and he still got still got the car. And, you know, he's been very competitive and he was able to do the upgrades uh, as he went along rather than just trying to go out and buy a car, you know, to begin with. So it's a great stepping stone, the RSA events for young drivers and then stepping stone and getting them into rally. And the difficulty is that there's no way really into the rally and without something like the micro challenge you know mm-hmm. for them come from rsa events what's the next step you know an r2 car or something which is a lot more expensive so it's trying to bridge that gap to, to get them in the rally and you know um because that's what we're lacking we're lacking young people coming into the sport you know yeah and and not just in you know and the and drivers not that's right throughout the sport you know right from organizers marshals everything you know we have to get more and more young people involved in this sport yeah well, that's uh, Claude is a perfect example. And she's come in and joined Ballinahinch Motor Club, and she's really active and helping out with the PR with the micro challenge and helping at the club. And her and then her brother came along, and you know we have a few young people coming into the club. But if you look at most of the club members in Ballinahinch Club or most of the clubs in Northern Ireland rallying, they're they're still the same boys, but they're all in their sixties now, <laughs> and you can't get somebody to come in behind that and take over and you know, become, you know, um, the head of the motor club or the, you know, and start running events and be clerk of the course and, you know, naturally progressing up that. So you need you need that as well. You know, mm-hmm. you need the, the organizer's side as well as the competitors, you know. For sure, for sure. And Claude, we'll finish up with yourself. Like, would you encourage more young people to to get involved? You, you know, you're, you've experienced rallying now firsthand. 
is it a good sport to be involved with? It is. It's brilliant. So it is. And like it can seem a bit intimidating initially to try and get into it because I know for myself it was a very male-dominated sport as well and everyone's a little bit older so it was just a wee bit I suppose scary in a sense kind of approaching it and trying to get foot in the door but I mean if you get in with a good a good club and a good crowd I mean you've got support there all the way through so it is what so is brilliant um and the crack's great it's a great day out and you just the networking too you meet so many lovely people from from marshals to club members and drivers and everything so it is a brilliant experience it's something i've never really had before so i'm delighted to have joined Balhenge club you know a year and a half ago and and sort of seen how that's developed over time so it's been great that was a fascinating conversation and, you know, great to see new blood coming through the sport there and, you know, hopefully Clodagh could inspire more people to get involved, you know. Um, also with this chance to catch up with Kevin Adriscoll. Kevin is, you know, one of the, the press guys behind the West Cork Rally. Uh, what Kevin doesn't know about the West Cork Rally is not worth knowing. Uh, it's going to be a huge battle down there, Connor. I think someone through this for it really, isn't there? Ah, look, absolutely incredible entry list, and, and even the reserve list, you know, <laughs> was was fairly decent as well. Um, you know, what can you say? West Cork is is a phenomenal rally, genuinely is. I think this year is going to be a little bit more interesting. Last couple of years we've had decent weather, and then we're looking at mixed conditions for this weekend. Yeah, definitely. You know, the weather is going to play a huge part in the weather the, the rally this weekend. You know, it could make tire choice very interesting. You know, so. But no point us waffling on. I think we'll hear from Kevin Driscoll and start it off by asking Kevin, you know, you know, St. Patrick's weekend, it's that time of the year, so. <laughs> yeah, for any, I suppose, wedding fan or motorsport enthusiasts, yeah, for the last 43 years, that's that's always been the case, I suppose, yeah. And synonymous with, with St. Patrick's weekend, always was in Clonical Tina, West Cork region, that the, uh, the West Cork Valley is you know, a strong part of the calendar now, you know, it's like other events around the country, like, you know, those three in certain times of August, all these sort of things, you know, it's just one of these things that the local calendar has built into it at this point, you know. Yeah, and like, for so many years, it was it was the hidden gem of Irish rallying, and then it became part of the Tarmac Championship back in 2015, 16? 15, 15, yeah. 15, yeah. and, you know, it really has, like, it was already a brilliant rally, but it has really rocketed in people's estimation in, in that few short years yeah i suppose it has i mean yeah hidden gym it's it, funny it was it was more of a hidden gym from within ireland than, than maybe even the uk there was always a strong uk from day one uh, presence um i suppose maybe the lack of being it was in the national championship show of the 80s so it was, you know to the forefront then then in the 90s it wasn't it was part of the, the year's motoring news championship um i suppose yeah, it was funny. It was always a leader halfway house. It was a kind of a rally that a national champion might go and do before he progressed on to the Tarmac Championship because obviously the level of competition was going to be a bit higher. But um, like we always knew that the rally itself was, was capable of, you know, being was being uh, of, you know being up there with the best of them. It could run with the best of them. I mean, like mm-hmm. like any rally, you could have good and bad years as well. But but yeah, it is. And I think maybe some of the catalysts for this. But you know, I, I would, personally, I'd probably give some credit to Brian O'Connell, one of our ex. Um, Clerks of the course where uh, around the time of the um, I suppose the, the, the bus back in 2008 they got the Citroens and the Mitsubishi Evo Challenge to come to West Cork and I suppose how I see it is back then you had to like Sam Moffat you had Marty McCormick you had it's the C2 Challenge so a lot of younger drivers who might you know might never have done West Cork or you know might never have kind of um, sampled it 
we're suddenly starting to Joe McGonagall is another guy actually that would have come down a bit. Robert Barable would have come and done it. Um, yeah, Peter Barable, sorry, his brother. And that probably bought it in the younger generation. It got it got it up a little bit more. And then I suppose to progress it, like everything is it's about continuous improvement. And how do you make things better without losing the the character of the event? And like the character of the event has always been very easygoing, relaxed, whatever, you know, with especially with you with UK, you know, English, Irish, Scottish, Welsh. Manx crews even coming over, you know, and everyone just makes it, everyone gets on well and I suppose in when the club decided to try and, have, you know, see if the Tarmac Championship would work for them, I think it's worked very, very well for both sides. Uh, yes, definitely worked for us because we're getting the top quality calibre driver back again that, you know, we mightn't have seen rallying in West Cork since the early 80s, you know, when everybody was using it as a testing ground prior to the circuit. Whereas now, you know, it's 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 firmly ensconced in the calendar and, you know, drivers do seem to like the event, it's competitor friendly, um, you know, I think the organizing team there are, you know, they're good guys. They've competed themselves, so they know pretty much what what a competitor wants. And to keep it simple, you know, I mean, the town as well is a huge thing. Just the backing in the town is just incredible. That they just buy into it, and the business is there, and they all support it. And you know, it's 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 probably like you could say a match made in heaven in terms of that because the club, like when the rally started, the club were formed, but it was somewhere looking to locate a rally somewhere, and in a town that was looking to bring an event into it. Uh, just to kind of boost their season, the tour season early on, and that's that's how it all started, you know. So, and it's still working well, you know, year on year. We've like, we an excellent committee down at Clonakilty as well that, yeah. you know, smoothing out the edges. They do an awful lot of work behind the scenes. That some clubs are, are aren't fortunate enough to have that where they have to look after their own, I suppose, facilities in terms of you know even bringing bales in, like you know the guys in Clonakilty they do that and they do a lot of work for the club and it works well. You know they do bounce off each other very very well and they communicate and they they collaborate and. I think that's that's an awful lot of it. You know, the communication is good there. Yeah, like this is I've always found anybody you ever mention West Cork to any competitor, the first thing that they, they always say is that the you know the reception they get from the people. You know, if you go into a petrol station, yeah. you're welcome. Then you know you go yeah. in to sign on. You know, everybody's so happy to see you there. You know, they they're delighted you made that journey there, and I think that's a huge part of it. It's like yes, the stages are becoming classics in their own right. But it's the, the friendly welcome from not just the, the, the organisers of the event, it's the people in the surrounding areas. Clonakilty has really took the rally to its heart. Yeah, it has. But look, I, I could say the exact same about Liverkinny when I go to Donegal. <clears throat> it's the same thing. It's just that, you know, you are made feel welcome. And it's, it's always nice when you're travelling a distance and, you and you, you know, people are willing to make the, um, the effort to help you in any way they can. You know, I mean, you know, the Chamber of Commerce at Clonakilty have been very, very kind to us the last number of years and, and the crews as well where they've... Um, this, you know, they've given vouchers out to crews who've taken part, um, you know, to the tune of maybe between 50 and 100 euro to each each crew starting. And, you know, they're redeemable in almost any business in Clonakilty, you know. And I mean, obviously, that's going to breed more business. So that's, yeah. you know, it's a clever it's a clever scheme. And it's um, it's, it's a great, like, it's just your goodwill, really. And it, I think it's, you know, I think the crews do appreciate that. Um, but look, as I said, they, they've always worked well down there. They've always been very into promoting the rally. They see it as very important to their... The tourism season down there, um, you know, the rally itself, because, you know, there's four clubs in Cork, there's four water clubs. So obviously territory is always, a, you know, it's, it's tight. And the rally can only run within certain you know, boundaries, really, from Ross Carberry over as far as maybe near Ballon Spittle, which isn't too far from Kinsale. Obviously, in the last number of years, with the routes getting more compact and just make it more driver friendly, we probably haven't spread the wings as much as we would have had once upon a time. Like an early West Cork rally would have gone all the way from Clonakilty to Bantry and back again, you know, whereas obviously that's not practical or feasible these days. Um, but 
nonetheless, you know, as I said, it's um, it, it is it like it's always been a very kind of social rally in the sense as well. It was a bit earlier start this year, but in the past it would have started a bit later as well, and a bit more kind to anyone, you know, trying to, you know, it was get over the nights, the, the previous nights, reveries. But sure, look, it's like it's, that's that's not even a thing anymore now. No. Anyway, you know, the crew is like it's, too, it's, got, it's gone, you know, serious now. So you know, mm-hmm. obviously spectators might, but not not the crews anymore. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, it is. It's, there's always a good atmosphere. There, you know, the everyone from the the staff in the Clonakilty Park Hotel, you know, the business around town, they welcome it, and you know, it all, um, it all, it all adds up. And yeah, as I said, you could have good years, you could have bad years, but by and large, you know, I think um, it just it's 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 a formula that works. Yeah, that's for sure. And like you know, then we'll get onto the stages. You know, like uh, Ring, Ardgroom, they're all already become the stages that the competitors are really looking forward to. You know, they are being rated up there amongst the best in the country. Like. You've probably known this for a lifetime, <clears throat> but it's great to see other people that, like, getting to know them and really appreciate them as well. Yeah, I think so. It's, it's like it's going back to what you said earlier on about you know being hidden gym, but stages are as good as anything you'll find in the country anywhere. Um, I'm convinced of that. I mean, there's even stages being tweaked, you know, that might have been used for a long, long time. And there's still, you know, the scenarios you can probably go back and do. A lot depends on the scheduling and what you can fit in now as well and into it, you know, obviously with refueling and everything else. And generally, you know, everyone likes the idea of centralized servicing and all that kind of stuff. So you're not going to go too far away from there. But Artfield and Ring would probably be the two classics, yeah. Like traditionally, Artfield would be a Sunday morning stage or Saturday morning stage back in the really early days. Um, Glandor was a stage that not use anymore, but that was a stage. But Artfield was Saturday morning. Ring used to be Sunday morning, didn't for years. The last number of years, it's actually the roles have been reversed. So ring is now tend to be more Saturday and, and Ardfield Sunday. But yeah, I mean there's other good stages, Sam's Cross, Balanscarty, you know, Clagok, um, you know, they're all Shanaway, which is part of Rossmore stage. They're all known in their own right. And you know, it's just how what you need to do from year to year is try and tweak them and change them around and reverse them and just, you know, I mean there's several other locations that we haven't been to for a number of years that we'll maybe look at doing again at some point. But for now, this 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 route this year anyway. They're using maybe a sections road they might have used in 10, 12 years, you know. So all that's 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 all good as well, you know. Yeah, because like you know, you don't want the, the thing becoming stale either. You know, yes, you want the classics, but you need to mix it up a wee bit as well, too, don't you? Ah, uh, you do. I mean, this year's ring now would be more along the lines of what would people would see the classic ring, the fast version of ring, whereas last year was a kind of a combination of ring and Dunworley, which was only bought before maybe oh, eight, nine, ten years ago, maybe not even that long. And Dunworley is is um is his own stage this year alongside Ring. So, you know, you do that from time to time as well. You split the stage in half and run them different directions and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but, like, there's lots there's, there's lots you can do and still you're still getting, you know, the guts 240 kilometres out of all that at the same time, you know. So, you know, it's a fast event, but it wouldn't say it's not motorway fast. It's they're flowing, as Killian has probably alluded to in the past as well. They're technical as well, the stages, you know, they're not, they're not straightforward. They can be fairly unforgiving as well if you're, you know, trying to be overbrave with things. Yeah, and the, you know, the, well, we've talked about driver stages. You know, there, there, there's there's stages that time can be to can be lost very easily, but also stages where the time can be gained. You know, it's it probably oh, yeah. a braver driver, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, there is. Um, there are brave sections and brave areas in in those stages. Um, you know, I suppose Ring and Arfi would be the best known of them, but they're the wide, They're also the widest. Um, maybe stage because they're coastal roads, really. You know, so they're they'll be a little bit more straightforward, but. Going further inland, yeah, there, there's there's obviously presents its own challenges. You know, your farmyards and you have, you know, crests and a few little jumps and narrow roads and just you know a few little leaps and rights and things like that. But at the same time, there's there's um, 
I suppose you could argue, or you could say there's something for everyone in those stages. You know, there's nothing, there's nothing boring about them anyway. That's for sure. That's for sure. And like, what an entry list this year! Like, it's just mind blowing. Once again, like, it is you know, it's as good as you'd see anywhere in Europe. It's actually good. I mean, it's very similar to what you have in Galway. To be fair, it's it's it, there's a good buzz about Irish rallying at the moment. I mean, really with the is, yeah. last, mm-hmm. you know, you know, there's guys out there with our five cars. I mean, if you put everybody that. You know, that's not in the list from Midlands. It is, you could probably would have a European standard rally in terms of if everyone is out and vote. But yeah, it is. It's a good, it's, it's a strong, it's a competitive list and it's pretty broadly similar to what you had in Galway. And we know how Galway turned out. So Galway was an excellent event. So, you know, for competitiveness and, you know, drama, I suppose, and everything else. And I don't see any reason why West, West Cork wouldn't be any different. You know, there's, there isn't an awful lot, of, like, I mean, really, Robert Barable and Josh Moffat are the only previous winners on the list. But that's not for the one to try, you know, from the others, like, you <laughs> yeah. know, um, mm-hmm. you know, Sam in particular being close a few times as well. And, yeah. you know, when, when Donna Kelly was dominating the rally back in the day with mm-hmm. the with the focus, these guys were always on his tail somewhere or other, you know. Um, Dick and Boyle was another one that was close by a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I think, and like Marion, Callum, you know, Johnny Greer, they all took fastest times last year. Desi's had good runs down here in the past. Gareth is the only one of the top 10 that's never been to West Cork before. Mm-hmm. Um, so... That'll be, you know, probably more of a learning curve for him. Um, but, you know, as I said, people learn quickly. I mean, I just always think of Mark McGee coming down from Donegal back in 2007, the only time he did West Cork, and he said, fastest Mark Tune ring. So, you know, as I said, it's the kind of thing that if you're brave enough, you'll get a result there, you know. It doesn't stop all this about the previous local knowledge or whatever either, you know. No, it, it, yeah, it seems to be the kind of stages where, you don't have to be a veteran, you know, of doing it five or six times. You no. know, you can't seem to come along and jump and go quite the year to be or Yeah, it, it certainly helps. It does help to an extent, but <clears throat> I don't think it's a be all in in, in all, like some places. You know, there's, you know, there's um, yeah, I think like a brave driver, a good driver will will get a good result. You know, I mean, even last year, looking at the modified list, Daniel McKenna had a seriously good one there last year as well, and Daniel had never done West Cork up to last year. Or Chris Armstrong, and they're both back this year, which is good to see. Jason Black was another actually, so it's nice to see those guys come back for a bit more. You know, there's um, yeah, there's 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 talent on that list, all right. There's no question. That's for sure. That's for sure. And you know, like the, you mentioned earlier, how good Galway was. Like the Termite Championship is in such a good place at the minute. You know, whenever you have guys who are so keen to get involved and to you know to sign up to the championship. It ha- you know it speaks volumes for Irish rallying at the moment. I think it does, yeah. Look, even as I said, going back to Midlands last day for the national as well. It's it's very healthy in both in both fronts, and that's great to see because there's room for two good championships in Ireland. And, you know, some it's not going to suit everyone to have two day rallies or three day rallies, and mm. it's good to see obviously some guys and you can see maybe an element in the Midlands of Josh. You know, went out last year, won the championship because he was out every weekend, every second weekend. I'd say the two guys maybe might have wised up to that a little bit this year, like Caleb, and maybe saying this might be the way to go. The seat time is is probably the the, the big the big uh, winner, I think. But yeah, it is. It's it's in a good shape, and you know, just as long as you know it's all, you know, I suppose I would just say you do get good years, you get bad years. It's shaping up to be a really good year at the moment, a really competitive year. Uh, lots of guys are, you know. Coming, coming forward like the Citroen, as I said before, Galway yeah. seems to be the car. They're all, <laughs> they're all going for that one now. I mean, Desi's out to making the switch now as well. I noticed, so that'll be mm-hmm. another, another one um, there. But like Johnny Greer had a superb outing in the in that in the Citroen last year. He was very unlucky to return near the end of that rally. That's right. It was in the last um, stage, wasn't it? He spun. Yeah, he squashed the exhaust. The car wouldn't go any further, and he was sitting up there with the fastest times. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, Johnny's always gone well in West Cork as well. You know, so there's there's a few there and. 
like I mean moving down to the modifieds as well. You see the likes of um, Kevin Eves, you know, who's got a good results. Gary Kiernan has, you know, Jason retired last year. Connor Murphy, you know, has done that a few times, done well. Daniel McKinnell had some 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 very very good results in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, William Crichton has been an interesting one. You know, he had a super result last year, seventh overall in the in the Valley Tree Fiesta. So. Bit more pressure this year now. We need a couple of our fives. We find him in a couple of fast mark twos, a bunch of them. But yeah, but I think remember more... last year, like he finished within a hair's breadth <coughs> of uh, Rob Duggan and you know the mark two. Like that'd be me. I think yeah. so. I'm just trying to remember how the times were modified out, or how the the season. You know, last year obviously there was a split between modified national or uh, <coughs> and international. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas they should all together. But I think he had he was quite close. He was seventh overall. I mean, I think Rob yeah. would have been fairly wrong yeah. around that. And James Stafford mm-hmm. as well last year. William was on a massive pace last yeah. year. Um, like, you, know, like, uh, you know, I've been beating the drum about the, the rally three for this. I think it's a fabulous week here. But like, yeah, it's odd. You know, but he can drive it, there's no question. He, he can, can drive it. Without a doubt. You know, he, and like, yeah. the, the result he had there in the JWRC, like, I, I, you know, I really do hope this is going to be William's year because he's such a lovely lad and a fantastic ah, yeah, yeah. driver, you know, as well too. It's really good, you know, and I think it's really good. For, this has gone back, you know, in terms of the event. It's, it's brilliant that, you know, he's really warming up for his next round of his WRC as I see it, just mm-hmm. to come to West Cork. Callum Devine did the exact same a couple of years ago when he had the small fiesta as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it does fit in the calendar nicely for that. And they will get, you know, they'll have good roads to practice on and a good competition around them to try and, you know, keep mm-hmm. a, a good solid pace there, you know. So it keeps yeah. them sharp. Yeah. But like, you know, at the top of the field then, you know, Josh Moffat, car number one. Uh like, you know, Josh had the the, the almost perfect year last year. Uh it's great to see that, you know, that is it's been given a harder time this year. But yeah, be a full to this point, Josh, come next weekend as well. Josh will be under pressure next weekend, but then look, we said that several times last year, there was even an event or two last year where we mentioned that maybe he might struggle and it didn't matter, he got results because he was consistent, he was mature in the driving. Um, I just think, look, he won't be far away. He's been second twice in West Cork in the past as well, mm-hmm. as well as winning it, you know. So I think of, of all the drivers that are there, He's the best record of anyone there. Um, the guys that are lining up behind him. Robert Barbell has won the valley in the past. And Robert, Rob always goes really well and went exceptionally well in Galway too. To be fair to him, so mm-hmm. look, I think the first time you, you, you could show any one of the, you you could show a dozen names of that hat, and you know it all depends on who wakes up Saturday morning and who has uh, mm-hmm. who gets through. And the conditions again, like you, you, you know, if it's a full fully wet valley or fully dry valley, is it a damp valley? You just it's all depends on who wakes up and who who gets on it. But I don't think anyone can afford any great time loss on Saturday. It's just it's. You know, if anyone loses a minute or two, they're in trouble straight away um, early on. So, you know. Yeah, like um, I know even been talking to other, you know, the, the competitors. It's not even a puncture now. It's a half spin. It's a, you know. Half spin, yeah. We saw it in Galway. Yeah, yeah we saw that in Galway mm-hmm. with, with Sam and Josh, you know. Mm-hmm. It did cost them in the end. Um, yeah, so as I said, it is, it's, it's, it'll be intriguing. It'll be really, really interesting to see that, that first mm-hmm. stage time in Clarock, which is a difficult stage enough um, to start with. Uh, not the most forgiving of stages or maybe unlike some of the other ones. Um, but yeah, look, as I said, it's 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 something different again. I think it was maybe five, six years since they ran that as the opening stage. And even at that, there's a bit added to it as well. So it's not quite the same stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is it is um it is a tricky stage to start with and to look, I think you'll get a fair idea. I think actually the lot of the sorting that you'll see might will probably happen in the first stage or two, three stages maybe. The morning loop anyway. Um the stage of Saturday afternoon would probably be, well, ring and predict would be quite a fast stage. John Worley is relatively fast as well. So I think the time that will be gained will probably more likely come from the first three quartet on Saturday morning at those mm-hmm. stages, yeah. you know. So that's and, my and thinking. Kellyanne said in Galway, you know, that, you know, the guys at the front, you know, the first two or three cars, were, they were really going for it. And then, you know, car eight or nine on the road was coming in, punching in the time. They, 
Cork's going to be the same as that, you know, especially on the first day. Like there's tw- you know, the top 15, 16 guys, they're all going there thinking, well, at least top five at minimum and you know, maybe higher. Well, of course, yeah. I mean, like David Guest is a local. Uh, Owen Murphy's on the rally a few times. I know Owen has much seat time. David has a bit of seat time got. You know, even David Kelly, like it went really well in Galway. He did rally last year, had no great luck. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of guys there on the, on the fringes of the top 10 that's, yeah, you know, Cal, 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 local man there too, Cal exactly. Yeah, Cal has finished top 10 as well last year, you know, and I said another Citroen, and he's get, he was a vicious coach yesterday. So, I mean, yeah, it, it, they're all, look, it, it's, it's going to be hard. I mean, you probably would. Probably, probably boil it down to like, hedging here. The top 10 guys are there. There's maybe two divisions of five and that. Mm-hmm. But there wouldn't be much between any of them. At the same time, you know, if anyone gets a good run, you know, even Garrett, who's never done the rally, like Garrett's had a good pace since he came back. So yeah, I think, yeah, um, he, he, you know. And some great times there in Galway. So, like, you know, it'll be a yeah. to spend time yeah. there. You see, they've all, had a, they've all had a big rally out. Well, most of them have two rallies. But, you know, they've all had one big rally behind them at this stage. And they know from Galway, I suppose, what what's required, what they need to do. And this is the interesting part now, does he, how does he react to what went on in Galway and how do he respond to that as well? Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. And then, like, you know, uh, Callum, or, uh, Callum and Josh and Sam as well have had the middle and none below their belt as well too, which will do them no harm. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And of course, Marion, we can't uh, rule him out either. I mean, the serious drive in Galway, second last year in West Cork. And mm-hmm. I mean, if he was to win, it would only be the second time that you'd have a father and son combination winning the rally. The Michael Barber and Robert have bought one West Cork and mm-hmm. I think Marion would like to emulate his dad as well who won it twice, you know, yes. so and uh-huh. I suppose we've kind of skipped over him a little bit there unintentionally but definitely no. you have to watch him. He's yeah. definitely going to be like, there. I, I, you know, I said to him after Galway, I think there's a different Marion this year. He seems more focused, more driven. Uh, I think, you know, I think the Australia finally lifted that shackles off his yeah. back last year. <clears throat> It did. And there's a couple of guys there uh, on the edges that, you know, you feel that if, if they could take one win, they could open the door. I mean, Cad McCourt last year in West Cork, I know he didn't, he had an accident, he didn't finish, but that was the first rally last year where he started punching in fastest times and started showing his real pace. Mm-hmm. And that was in the Fiesta. And I think Galway proved that, you know, the situation could bring him another level again. If he could just, mm-hmm. I suppose, a little bit more consistency and a bit of luck. But definitely, you can see his times in Galway were much, much more consistent to what he was getting last year. For sure, for sure. You know, Jesse Henry's like in that, that bracket. Johnny Greer's in that. Yes, he's that. Yeah, there's a couple of guys there that really, really deserve it. Uh, Robert Barber has never won yeah. an international. But they've been close and they've led rallies and they just haven't got over the line. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it would be nice to see someone new on the list as well because yeah. a lot of those guys would deserve to take take the honours, you know. But That's at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know, it's just keep being consistent, maybe having that bit of luck as well along the way. But you have to mm-hmm. start punching the times regularly like that, you know. And that's, what, that's how Josh... Like Josh had valleys last year where things weren't going well. But nonetheless, he was always there or thereabouts. Even in the worst of his valleys, he was still keeping the times in the top three. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, ready to capitalize. Yeah, exactly. And that's 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 the key to it. You know, finding blowing it all away, doing three great runs, and then having you know a half spin somewhere and thirty seconds gone, and all the morning's work undone. You know, yeah, that's for sure, for sure. And then you know, in the modified, you know, the guys you mentioned, the Kellerthans, you know, coming down as well. There, you know. Ed yeah, Chris both there too. You know, on their yeah. day, they can be as quick as anybody. Well, it has finished sixth overall in the rally in the past. Back in the day, when you know, I suppose when it was a national, more a, a big national rally, but mm-hmm. and <clears throat> Chris never did West Cork the last year, but didn't go too far unfortunately. But it went off road early on, but uh, but has matured a lot and got a lot quicker as well. And I think he, um, I think he'll go well. Um, John Bonner has always gone well there. Barry mm-hmm. Mead is a quick driver. Colin Byrne obviously Cork driver very very quick. You know, Frank Kelly's been coming for a long time. There's lots of guys there, mm-hmm. you know, 
Jack Newman, Eddie Doherty, Conor Curley, all these guys. There'll be there'll be a good um there'll be a good uh, battle going on with those guys, you know. Yeah, and I think we should give a shout out to Conor Curley. He was champion West Cork, you know, a long you know, like it must be nearly twenty years ago now. I think it was 06, He was, yeah, he's first so six, so six, yeah, seven yeah. Uh, Joe Callan came down in 06, yeah, persuaded him. I met him in Donegal a few times and persuaded him to come down, and he did come down. He enjoyed it. He, this is sixth or seventh West Corp now, I think. Now we, we missed mm-hmm. it for 10 years or so, but yeah, he's uh, he's mad for old. He's probably slightly relieved that he doesn't have Craig, Craig being directly behind him. He told me this last night, so yes. <laughs> it's just two cars between them, but uh, yeah, he'll yeah. be, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, a good lad now. Isn't that amazing? We've had this chat. And we've never mentioned, you know, Craig Breen's coming as well. Yeah, as a scoring shooter list here, I noticed it here. Yeah, it's interesting to see how the Sierra go in that in that company now. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's you know, it's uh, it's an interesting one, and just I see Paul back in with him as well. So, yeah. um, you know, he's a bit of crack for him, and he's got his number of forty-two, which is World Rally number as well. So that's uh, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, yeah, yeah it's, know, it's a I nice know one. He's not running the class fourteen along with you know the the two point five guys. But no, no doubt coming the, the stages, I, they'll be watching. No, he'll be looking stage. at times. Yeah. Guaranteed, he'll be looking at times. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, look, it's 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 a bit of fun for them as well, and it's nice to see that as well. As you know, look, it's nice seeing back with Paul again, just to see yes. how they get on, and mm-hmm. you know, an an iconic car as well. You know, so it'll be good to, it'll be good um see how it goes. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know that. I mean, he'll have a, he's a C3 in front of him, James Ford, and he has an, an Evo behind him, a very very fast Evo, and Vincent McSweeney, good local driver. Uh, so, you know, look, <laughs> nobody's going to be hanging around. No, they'll all keep them on us, no doubt about it. So, yeah. uh, you know, what or where can we, what do, you know, where can we expect to see the cruise? Is there a ceremonial start on the Friday evening? The ceremonial start on the Friday evening, yeah. Um, so, Shanley's Bar, which is near the water wheel in, in Clonakilty. And, uh, yeah, and then service areas in Dara. And then, so Saturday morning, Saturday morning they're going to um, starting with service and in the first stage it's actually early early by West Cork times this year it's um, half past nine uh, first stage nine thirty seven actually it's going to Clogoch, Balnascarty mm-hmm. into service service after every two stages so there'll be eight stages on Saturday and then there's um, two stages twice in the afternoon in the Ring and Dunwarley as I said earlier then into Park Fermi for the night which is the showgrounds which is next to the hotel in Clonakilty Park Hotel or um, title sponsor and headquarters for the past 20 plus years and um sunday then we have three sta- we service again in the morning then we have three stages for starting at 11 11 06 with shanaway and into service after three stages and then two more stage three more stages again shanaway uh, sam's cross and ardfield to round off and yeah that's that's uh that's pretty much it i'm looking at it here actually i think ardfield is probably don't have it exactly. I think Arfield is actually the longest stage of the rally, so that's yeah. a real sting in the tail yeah, to finish. That's just just short, of, yeah. yeah, just short of twenty k. Like it's a good finish to the rally. Yeah, because like you know, um, if, if it got onto the last stage and there's a few seconds between them, you know, either overall or in the classes or whatever, mm. you know, it's going to be put it yeah. all on the line on that last stage. Oh, absolutely, yeah, and it is. It's it's it is a seriously good stage, and it's a reverse this year. It's not even it's not even the normal run of it. It's it's fully the full version in reverse, which. I can't recall when they've done that mm-hmm. anytime recently, you know. So they've done bits of it in reverse, but they haven't gone and done the whole lot of it, the full length of it in reverse. So that'll be a that'll be a challenge in itself now, you know. And of course you have the juniors out all day Sunday and you'll have the historics out from Saturday afternoon. They start in stage five and then on Sunday then they'll be seated into the main field based on their times, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. well, okay. Kevin. Thank you very much. Uh, no doubt the competitors are in for a real treat and the line up there, the spectators is going to be in for a real treat there as well. 
Yeah, I think so. And we have spoke before we go again, I'd like to just, you know, welcome people to Clonacilty and have a safe weekend to obey the marshals and all that. And, and also, obviously, a big shout out to our title sponsor, um, the Clonacilty Park Hotel, have been excellent sponsors over the years, uh, facilities, everything else. And our associate sponsors, Cattergas, uh, Gahan Ready Mix, and Clonacilty Black Pudding as well for their support as well. And all the guys down there that put it, put it together, help put it together is a very strong team down there that help all that, including the the towns, people, clinic guilty, everything, you know, uh, everyone helps. And that, that's what that, that's what it's all about, really. Yeah. You know, that's what it's all about. Um, yeah, and hopefully we'll, we, won't, we won't see you down this year, Kevin. I think you no. said you're still not able to make it down. No, yeah, that's, that's definitely on the bucket list. <laughs> yeah, you have to put it on the bucket list, yeah, that's exactly. Sure. Well, said. Yeah, well, as I said, like like before, you'll be able to see, um, Chris Highland will have the live streaming again for the weekend, HM production. And Killian is going to be down doing the stage product, uh, uh, interview. So you're going to have best of all worlds, you know, the live action, the service area, and the um, and the stage and talk. Yeah. So there'll be plenty to keep people going over the next That's next few sure. days or next weekend, I should say. Yeah. So thanks again to Kevin, and as I said there towards the end, you know, uh, HM Productions and on the piece notes covering the event for us unfortunate people that's not going to be there, you know. Uh, also, we should give a shout out, Gary McLehenny was co-driving for Seb Perez there and the Mallorca Classico. At the weekend, they won the rally for the third time, great to see. Um, huge range of events on this weekend, obviously West Cork, uh, the Thousand Acres in America, Rally Mexico, and other numerous events across the globe. So, we'll, you know, hopefully we'll have plenty to talk about again next week, you know. <laughs> Uh, once again, thanks for every, all the, the views, downloads, listens, whatever you want. And it's been bonkers this last few weeks, and we can't thank each and every one of you enough. Uh, you know, it's just blown us away completely. So can you please keep like, sharing, rating, commenting, uh, subscribing. All those things make a huge difference to us, and it's greatly appreciated. So that's uh, episode eight, season two. So until the next time, take care, speak soon, and bye. I'm <laughs> sorry.